Live from the Reject Roundtable, it's Chilling with the Rejects. Today we have a guest. His name is Lowe's. With us also is SG3 and our host, Tony the Kid. Thank you. Thank you, Director RJ. I appreciate that. Yes, this is Chilling with the Rejects, you guys. Uh, do, like I said, special go- special host. Yes. <laughs> now, now messing me up. Dang it. I'm okay. Go- Special guest, Los, my brother, special guest. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? Now, we got some good stuff talking about today. Of course, first things first is get in touch with this Khabib and announces his retirement. Uh, announced that yesterday at two, UFC 254. Totally appreciate his work. Um, not really a surprise to me just because I think for sure since his dad passed away, he was already stating no more fights afterwards. I think the only fight that he can look at is the GSP, but... You know, all in all, special work. Good job he's done. SG3, what do you think about the retirement? Since you didn't introduce me, let me introduce myself. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's me. It's me. It's SG3. Uh, first, actually, you know what? Special guest, Lois, introduce yourself because Tony the Kid, our host, and producer, Lisper, Master Rapper over there. Didn't introduce yourself. introduce yourself. What's up, guys? It's Lois. Um... Tony the Kid's brother-in-law, but brother pretty much. Straight up. Um, you know, I'm joining in for today and maybe a few other podcasts to debate some sports. I got to school these guys real quick. Oh, You know, let them know, like you know about basketball. Confidence. You know, talk Love about it. football. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't come at me. It's going to be good. It's going to be a nice debate. Yeah, I like good. this. It's going to be a good uh, show for you guys. All right. So, Retirement. Well, Khabib. I respect it. Mm-hmm. To me, as I stated before, I'll say it again. Khabib is the greatest of all time. Eric Kim, he's going 29-0. and 0. He still had a lot of career for him, but because of his dad, I respect the decision. Yep. I can't talk any trash about him, and I actually, I really respect him. Greatest yep. of all time in my book. Number one, pound for pound, number one, everything. Bet. What do you think, Los? It's time. Um, big shocker? No, actually, it was pretty shocking. But um, considering, yeah, like you said, considering what happened to his dad, you know, it makes sense. Um, but I think respect is its a very good word for it because mm-hmm. of how he carried himself throughout his career. Yeah. Um, he always won with class, you know. Even, like, you could just tell the difference in class when uh, – and I'm a fan of McGregor, but when they actually fought mm-hmm. and leading up to it and afterwards, you know, it's just he he was more of walking than talking, you know. Exactly. Like, he, he handled his business. Yep. Um I, I think that's a testament to like how people are, uh, like Europeans are. Mm-hmm. Europeans are very focused. They're focused, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's Russian, but that kind of like um, I was thinking about Lomachenko and when, when uh, how they carry themselves. Yeah, you know, they don't even talk at all. They let don't the talk. Game, let yeah. the game play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, Russia's got some hard motherfuckers over there, man. <laughs> that dude's definitely like. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll go down as a GOAT. Yeah. He never lost, right? Nope. 29-0. Yeah, MMA-wise, 29-0. Uh, UFC-wise, I think it was 13-0, if I'm not mistaken. 13-0. Yeah, he fought. And at that, just not, there was nobody that competed against him at all. There was nobody that you saw that stepped in the ring and knocked on with him <clears> and actually showed, oh, this guy, this other guy has a chance. It was more so as soon as that first round ends. Maybe it was a stand-up dude, gave him a few licks against Khabib, and Khabib just took, once he took you down to the ground, you ain't going nowhere. You're locked yeah. up. You're done. That ground and pound from Khabib is by far the most vicious, vicious ground and pound that anybody has ever had. So, yeah. I think that's why he kept Man, his he, go status. He's so dominant, bro. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, uh, 
like even um, what's it called? Um, DC. He would even say that there's no chance. Nobody. Like, like, there's no chance. Mm-mm. But what's amazing to me, or what's interesting to me, is like, what the hell is he gonna do now? I I feel like he's just gonna coach. I mean, like you think so? He, yeah, I think he's gonna coach. I think this is actually a good testament for him. He loves wrestling. Wrestling's in his blood. So I think for him, especially at Russia, he could be with coaches for the youth, like the Olympic team. So I think that's something that he already kind of already has like his own team that they're working on and stuff like that. And he's been working with like some of his fighters have been actually successful. I think one of them's fought yesterday too in the same fight card. But um, did he win? I think so. I think I want to say yeah, so. Monsters over yeah. There, so I think he's going to be focused on that. I think him as a fighter. I think the one thing was is that since his father passing, he just knew that you know if something would happen to his dad, like I just can't be coached by anybody. It's not going to be the same. I'm not going to get the same encouragement or anything. It's just you know he just already knew that relationship he had that that was key to his success, and he understood that from Jump Street. So. That's good. And a very religious man. So, like, no hard feelings there. Yeah. What about you, Director RJ? Oh, to me, actually, um, I respect the fact that he's returning. He did a good career. You know, he did what he had to do. He accomplished a lot more than most fighters in his age and era would do. Yeah. Um, It does leave open questions, like, what would it have been like if he would have won up on weight? Went up on weight? Yeah, went True. up the next class, you know, who he fought there. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing as in heavyweights, you know. Heavyweights, once they retire, there's no higher weight for them. Very true. So, it's like, if you dominated the area where you're at, it's good to just walk out the way you are and be remembered as the best of that weight class mm-hmm. and probably the best pound for pound of the moment. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I give him a props and a lot of respect for, like, saying, you know what? I didn't, you know, I beat everybody that I had to beat. All the names that are like, you know, I have a list of names that I had to take care of, and they're all crossed off my list. I think the only fighter that he would have to say that's still on this list is the GSP. I think if they try to do the GSP fight for him, that that may intrigue him, but I feel like he would still be more confident of just staying, you know, I'm done. I'm out. I don't know. You know what's something that came to mind? Hmm. Um, maybe this is actually kind of good for the UFC. Mm-hmm. Because of how Khabib is, you know, towards the media, yeah, he's not present. You know, he's not someone that's gonna bring headlines, even Talk in fights. Life. You know, he's not someone who's gonna who's a, he's not a household name, and he's the best fighter ever. You Very know true. what I'm saying? Very true. Uh, you know, like like John, when John Jones was the best fighter ever, he was. I mean, more people knew about him, right? But and then, let's say a Conor McGregor, everybody knows him. You it, know what it's saying? all about the vocals. It's all so, about the vocals. Yeah. I think it's. I think it is good because you know. I think someone who's going to be able to grab people's attention, mm-hmm. you know, and actually start bringing, even though UFC has been growing. Right. And they're, they're still, I mean, they're big as hell right now. Right. They can get even bigger. Right. You know? They're, I mean, their main goal is to be as as lined with boxing, even though boxing's got years of experience ahead of them. But with the more, like you stated, I think, with the fighters, the more fighters kind of like a talking like a, like a McGregor or Covington, or even Jones, like his talking with like DC, Jorge, like who just brings he just brings the attention. Exactly. So I think when they have fighters like that, they can promote and put out there and do all those type of promotions. It helps their brand as well as their fighters' brands. So yeah. that's actually that's actually a testament. That may be a good thing on the UFC side. That may be a, a positive on that side too as well. So yeah, I like it. All right, moving along. Uh, the Lopez versus Lomachenko was of course last week. No, two weeks ago. 
Forget no, it was last oh, week. It was last Saturday. Last Saturday, last Saturday I apologize. That's right. We weren't together. Week, man. Yes. Uh, very controversial fight. I knew it was an exciting fight. I was definitely on my feet. Los, you knew I was up and about, jumping around and stuff like that. It was yeah, good. I go to the screen. No, respect to Lopez for winning unanimous. I knew for a fact if it was going to go decision, Lopez was going to win. It. We just saw going in by the sixth round, the same old thing. So, yes, definitely. Um, but with one issue I think a lot of fighters have been having is the whole judging. One judge by the name of Julie Lenderman, scorecard was 119 Lopez, 109 Lomachenko. Now, as far as scoring is concerned, that was a little bit lopsided. That's controversial. It cannot be like... Lopez dominated per se the whole fight like that. That's it, almost a perfect fight. You can't have it. That was not a perfect fight. Exactly. And at that, Lopez got his licks. You know, Lomachenko gave some licks out and stuff like that too as well, but it just wasn't enough. So I agree with if a scorecard, let's say for instance, what would have been anything with the most co- like common one would have been like okay one. I was okay with the 115, 111, 116. At least. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was four okay with four points out. Right. Those two, I was okay. But right. when I heard 119, 109, I said, are you kidding me? Yes. Where was this a perfect fight? Yeah. Where did he just single-handedly dominate every single fight? If you want to go back to perfect, we'll go back to Manny Pacquiao versus Andrew Broner. Okay. That, to me, was 119, 109. Yeah. Apparently, no, because Adrian Broner believes he won that fight. Very true. Even though he only threw eight punches. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, Los, I'm going to start with you. Uh, as far as the Lomachenko-Lopez fight, uh, what did you think out of it? Do you think it well, was one type of lopsided type of fight like that? Luchy actually yeah. had one in the fight, too. Yeah, I had Lopez, man. Oh, okay. See? Yeah, I had Lopez. Lopez. Hey, yeah, you know, bro. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, there, yeah. You can testify. Yes, that's right. Um, he was going hard, head, head. And so, um, yeah, bro, like, I really, I believed in Lopez. I knew it was going to be a stretch, mm-hmm. but he showed out, man. He, he he brought the fight. Yeah. Um, He actually boxed. He didn't just brawl. Right. He, he boxed. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I really actually thought that the way he was going to win was if he were able to bully Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. But he actually didn't do that. Right. He had boxed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then uh, Max Kellerman actually had a very good point where um, he was able to turn his shoulder, turn his shoulder, because the way Lomachenko boxes, he moves, he uses angles, turns around, uses a different angle, right. uses a different angle. But if you're able to turn it with him and you're fast enough, you can cut that off, you know, and you're still front face to face, and that's what he did. And then he slowed him down with the jab, kept the back, kept him at his reach, but didn't get him, with, let him get too close. I think with scoring, uh, I think it was a one round fight where, it, like, um, I think uh, uh, Lopez just got one more round than Lomachenko. Yeah, that's what I think. Right, right. And that's how I had it too. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, uh, and did. I think it was a twelfth round that won it for him. You know, I think, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because it was like. Things. Cause, cause at that point Lomachenko had the had the um, momentum. Yeah. But then Lopez came out and he brought the fight to him again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said, "Fuck it, you know." He's I'm taking it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's so much respect, bro. He's 23 years old. Yeah. Exactly. He's 23 years old, undisputed champion, right? It's crazy, right? And he like he's like I said, he's another guy that brings attention. Yep. Because Lomo didn't do that. No, no. You could tell, like, this. the conversations were very minimal for Loma because his English, obviously, is not on par there for him to kind of show out. But even at that, he just wasn't, he's yeah. not, even in his own language, he still doesn't talk like that. Yeah. So, like, seriously. And it's like, um, it's like, yeah, like, let's say 
the two, the quote unquote, before this fight, the people who considered who were considered the top two fighters, mm-hmm. pound for pound, right, was Loma and Crawford, right. But who do they talk about the most in boxing? Canelo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like now we got somebody who's. You know, now the, the 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 rankings have shifted. Now we actually got people we could talk about, mm-hmm. people who are going to bring attention. Right. And I think boxing is gonna is on the way up, man. You Again, know? yeah. Okay. Also, because if you think about it, all except for heavyweight, everyone that is champion is in America. Yeah. Except for Canelo. Yeah. That's true. Everyone, everyone is champion mm-hmm. is in the America. United States. That's right. That's true. That is actually a good thing. And even then, Canelo always fights in. The States. The States, yeah. 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 So. All right, Director RJ, what did you think of the fight? Gee, so I was watching the fight. I actually gave it a quick view because I found it. Uh... So the thing that caught me is that I was looking at the fight. I watched it for a good while. Mm-hmm. I watched all 12 rounds like you and everybody else did. I sat there, analyzed it and everything. And I believe that Lopez either won either the 7th round or the 11th round and the 12th round, of course, because Lopez took the 12th round at the end. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's a point in between the 7th or 11th that gave me the, like, giving Lopez uh, um, a 115 to 113 score card. card. Okay. Yeah. But the thing I can't, you know, as I watched the fight, Luma and everybody who, like, watched it, a lot of people are like, you know, they believe Luma won the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not really. I mean, even Luma at the end of it himself, he believed he won it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I thought I won, you know? And I was like, no, you didn't come in at all. It mm-hmm. took you a while. And when it was time for you to finally wake up, mm-hmm. you just couldn't get to it. So I think mm-hmm. what happened is that Luma had the game plan of, okay, this is a puncher. He's just going to try to knock me out. Mm-hmm. And when Lopez came in and kind of like started showing him, I could box. Mm-hmm. That kind of like changed the whole game plan for him, and I think that's why Luma couldn't answer right away. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever did, because mm-hmm. even when he looked good, Lopez was still there. Yeah, especially like the twelfth round when he tried to go to the toe with Lopez, and Lopez started catching him. Actually, yeah. if you think about it though, Loma actually rocked him. Yeah, Loma rocked him in the tenth or eleventh round. Loma rocked him. Yeah, and, and Loma almost... rocked him nasty. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like he didn't have any more legs. At at that point though the re- the round ended he got his break he came back and he did what he had to do mm-hmm. but I feel that if that round would have gone another minute or two Loma may well, have gotten yeah. well and that's the same thing could have happened at twelfth round though mm-hmm. when Lopez got to Loma at twelve well see that go, go ahead I'm not, yeah, yeah I, 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 I was gonna let you go okay. He kept looking at me. I'm like, I want your two cents in. I want you, I want to see your opinions and stuff like that. So it's just, I, well, so you're passing it on to me now? So my two minute now? No. <laughs> we so, don't even have a timer. Yeah, that's true. So I would say in my perspective of the fight, I like from Jump Street, Lomachenko was hands down my winner. What a fighter's chance always would be is Lopez having that punch. Now, the one thing that got me was Lopez hit him with a punch, which was a hard punch. His actual signature right hook, you know, he got hit. It didn't really give him too much, but it didn't knock him down. That was only my worry. Now, watching the first three rounds, you would understand seeing the Lomachenko fight is I'm understand the fighter. I want to know his his moments, his routine, his everything like that, his posture, and then I'm going to go. By the by, the third round, if he I knew if he was not pushing it, something's up. It's it's not going his way. It did not take him that 
not long to even hit. Even if he was on a defense mode and going around the ring and letting Lopez do his thing and be more on the pressure, Lomachenko wasn't throwing nothing. He wasn't mm-hmm. throwing no jabs. He wasn't hitting nothing. Regardless if it was a high percentage of the actual punches, which I was talking about, is very little punches. You are not yourself. You're not throwing the punches like you should and moving like you should. The one thing that Lopez showed and really like affected in the fight was the way he was able to step back after going in. Now, normally fighters that fight Lomachenko stay put, and that's why Lomachenko does his angles and does the round. Lopez dished back. So Lomachenko, he moved, but no one's there because Lopez already is out the picture by the time he wants to do his combination and like he would. Lopez was getting out of the picture, Lopez was using the jab to do Exactly, too. exactly, which was a smart move. That was a smart move on him. Mm-hmm. The one thing was is that Lomachenko, once he actually started doing combinations on Lopez, Lopez had no defense. If this goes another fight and if Lomachenko starts early and does that, I'm sorry Lopez is going to be out the picture because Lopez – was collecting hits, and it was looking bad for him if he would have kept going forward like that. By like by the tenth round, it was going back and forth. Once Lomachenko decided to change his game plan up and move things a little bit more and be under pressure, let them hands go. Yes, as soon as he started doing that, you noticed a change. It was a fight now. Tenth round, Lomachenko handed a butt whooping, ass whooping, basically to Lopez. Eleventh round. Lopez understood that that was coming. So now his game plan was, I'm going to do a pressure right back at you. So they're going back and forth. And 12th round, if Lomachenko, their team already knew, if Lomachenko did not knock off Lopez, he was not going to win that fight. He knew hands down. That's why he was going in. And it was totally different than his game plan was, I'm going in as a brawler. I'm going to go in and throw punches. You're not that fighter. That's why Lopez rocked him. That's why Lopez got combinations on him because his hands was down. He was not defending properly like he sh- normally is or should. And he would have lost that fight if it turned out to be a brawler fight than it was his fight. So after that tenth round, you just knew Lopez won it. Lomachenko, sorry, buddy. You're, you're my if fighter, but you just did not look right. By the fourth round, you're still doing the same thing and not throwing no hands. You did not let him go. And by that fourth round, you lost. Sorry. You're already down three rounds. You were not going to get it back without a knockout to Lopez. And that did not happen. So that's the only thing that I would have to say. But the 119, the 109 card, I find that disrespectful. And I find that odd to the fight because that did not happen. Lopenchenko made it to the point where he was close at winning. But, yes, he was not there. So, like you said, 115, 112, or 115, 113, 114, yeah. something like that. That would be reasonable and respectful to the fight, and that's how I put it in. Yeah, that's how, like, for me, I had Lomachenko winning second round because mm-hmm. I think he did a lot on that round. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. He did pressure. He did throw some hands. So, yeah, second round, I took, give it to him. And then I gave him seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth round. Mm-hmm. But I believe he lost the 11th and 12th that could have helped him win it all. At least. Eleventh was draw. I think eleven was a draw. The twelfth one, he sort of wouldn't have made it a draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he would have won the twelfth, it would have been a draw. Yeah. So actually, three. What do you think of that fight? It's a good fight, though. Out of everything, it was, it was a good fight. It was a heck of a fight. Um, 
But at the end of the day, though, it's as we've been talking. Loma just didn't let the hands go. Mm-hmm. I feel that Loma got surprised. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of Canelo versus Triple G too, mm-hmm. where Triple G got surprised and he's like, "Oh, he's now the aggressor." Like, what? That goes my game plan. Exactly. It's like he didn't come out with a ga- uh, second game plan. He was like, so he was still like, if you look at it, Loma was still trying to bob to the right, get him, bob to the left. Yeah. Get him. When he moved to the left, and there's Loma, like Lopez, hey, bop, gotcha. Right. Go to right, gotcha. Right. It was one of those like, so what do I do? Exactly. How do I this go kid's going with speed to speed. That's the one thing I've always had against every single fighter is my speed. Right. He's going toe to toe on my speed. Yep. How can I surprise him? Yeah. So that's where finally I can believe that Loma, towards the end of the fifth round, realized, well, if I can't beat you in speed, I'm going to beat you in power because yes. I know I can beat you with that. Yeah. So that's what I feel that happened. Also, though, um, I feel that Loma also respected Lopez's power. Yes. Oh, but that's the thing. Once after I think he hit he, Lopez connected with that right hook. Second round. And once he did that, that's when you understood that okay, I gotta respect the guy that sits because if I collect enough of this, I'm I'm gonna be dazed a little bit. Not it's to, a good stinger, yeah. but the one thing was that it didn't knock me down. Not like the fight where he fought against what was that tall guy? The previous fight. Yeah. So that that and what I think it was like in the fifth round, he got straight straight like a straight hit and it went he went down on his butt. So mm-hmm. for that being less of a power and Lopez having a lot of power in his punches I feel like he has way more power than Lomachenko and him collecting that punch it just didn't go with him it didn't phase him I felt like he took the hit alright that was a good hit I respect it now I gotta change my game plan I gotta you know pay my pace but here's the thing you guys he just think, didn't do it uh, this I think is the reason why Lomachenko kind of like backed off a bit yeah now not only are you fighting a guy that you not the whole time. He's just going to try to power punch me the whole fight. He was trying to brawl you. You're fighting a guy who doesn't just have power. He has speed in mm-hmm. his power. So you're looking at two dangerous combinations that not many boxers have these days except for Pauline Tyson when he was in his prime. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, imagine. Go ahead. Imagine if Lopez trained in that type of style where he starts utilizing his speed and his power together. It's going to be great. Starts learning how to utilize the jab to open up yep. a hook or a strong punch that could rock you. Yep. I mean, right now he's learning the jab. Yeah. I think that's what helped him is that he's learning it. But imagine once he starts letting that combo come in, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Because I think, I think in this fight per se, what I didn't like is that everyone's saying like Lomachenko that Lopez has the answer for Lomachenko and all this stuff. I'm like, look, it's not that Lopez had the right answer against Lomachenko. Lomachenko in this fight technically beat himself just because he wasn't throwing enough hands within the first couple. I don't rounds. think that's, but I don't think it's because he beat himself. I just think I think Lopez beat him like he didn't let him throw hands. It threw him off. As a yeah, fighter, uh, you should yeah. already you should already know what really dysfunctioned his fight was that you didn't you played the defense way too much in the beginning of the fight. You because tried to Lopez do a, look, because Lopez was putting the pressure on him. He was touching right. him up, bro. Like he was touching him up. And he was touching his body, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, like, like, because there's some people saying that, um, that yeah, like you said, that Loma's not didn't just throw enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason, you know what I'm saying? Because Loma, Loma just doesn't choose to not throw. You know what I'm saying? He, I don't know what like, it was, but Lopez, there was just something was off. Like, I think Lopez, it was, it was the pressure that Lopez was putting on him. You know what I'm saying? And the and the speed that he came out with, mm-hmm. you know, because he was the power was expected, True. but the speed wasn't. And then so now it's now it's like now he couldn't figure him out. He couldn't figure him out. 
At least not too fast. Not fast yeah, enough. Yeah, because it's like, um, to say that, like, Loma, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, he just didn't throw enough. Well, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a reason for that. But I also wanted to know, who do you guys think Lopez is going to fight next? Because he already said no more, no more, no to Loma. He's not yeah, he's anymore. already saying no to Lomachenko, which already was from the jump street that it was a no rematch clause anyways in the contract. So that yeah. was from jump street. I think... It's not going to be a Lomachenko right now unless he fights a couple more fights. And at that, he needs to fight fighters that are in part to what Lopez wants to fight. Like, if Lopez is going to announce, I'm going to fight this guy, this guy, I think Lopez should step in and be like, uh, I'm going to fight the first real fast. I'm going to dispute, like, you know, hey, guys, work a deal out, give him more money. If anything, let me get in the ring with that guy and knock him out a few times. I feel like he's going to want to do that to intrigue Lopez to get in his rematch, get in the titles. But right now... What would be best is Lopez not fighting him for sure. He's that to know. I think he's just gonna pick another fighter, which I don't know who. I don't know who else is next afterwards. You better not pick Bud. <laughs> Who's that? Bud Crawford. Joe Crawford. Oh yeah. Don't pick Bud. <laughs> what do you think? That'd be a good super fight after five more fights. I think Lopez is gonna do five more fights and then try to go after Crawford. I will go six, but no. Don't okay. Go, don't go Bud. Don't go Bud. I think. Don't uh, go Bud. Mikey Garcia. I think he needs to fight uh, fucking Devin Haney, bro. Because Devin Haney just pisses me off for some reason. <laughs> he's, that, vibe, he's that type bro. of fighter that you yeah, just look at just like, like, I don't like him, bro. That's like, like John Jones. I don't like the guy. Yeah, I don't, right. No matter yeah. if you, I look at the guy, I just don't <laughs> like his face. I don't and like him. He just doesn't like him. He loves him. No, see, I'm like, no, I'm not. I hate that guy. It's the same thing with Mahomes. I'm sorry. It's the same what? thing with Mahomes. I look you at him. Mahomes? I no. I look at the guy. He annoys me. His Mahomes? walk. His walking on the field looks like he has some up his butt. Like he's just no, like weird. Like there, I don't know what it is. The reason why he's jealous. I'm not gonna look at the man. Just <laughs> <laughs> the reason why he doesn't like him is because his cool. It's not even Trubisky no more. Trubisky not even in there no more. He's out the picture. He's gone. He fired. <laughs> he's going, he let go. He's going to trade to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to Canada. Yeah. Even at that Arena League, something like that. Or XFL. Right. All right. Uh, move along. Wait, wait. Let me just ask one question before you move along. Go I right in. One question, everybody. Sure. I've been thinking about it for a while, and I believe that with the judges' scorecards being as they've been, uh-huh. um, my opinion would be: Why don't they get retired boxers to come in as judges for fights? Because they can't buy them off. Oh, sure. Look. And one thing about boxing at this point right now, in my opinion, and this is my theory in my head and stuff like that, is that the Mafia, even though their name is not there, it's not as big as the rest of this whole organizations of crime, they're still in the business, plain and simple. The, the Mafia cannot just die off like that, especially them being the crime lords. They got they lost a lot of their control in a lot of things just because of the deal between them and the government. But I feel my perspective of boxing is that it's still controlled by by connections to them. So when it comes to the judges, everybody it's a pick it's a pick to the person to the fighter that's the headliner of the fight who's in a be who's in a sway towards that person, regardless. The McGregor versus Mayweather fight. The, already, the referee in the ring was a referee that's been refereeing Mayweather for years. So you mean to tell me that you weren't gonna? That referee doesn't have a one up for Mayweather compared to McGregor. Yeah. The judges between what what other fight that was going on? 
Canelo I think it was Triple G Part One. Canelo versus Triple G. Like, like you already have an inkling that those, you know, something was done in order for one that one person to go another way. So I feel my opinion always has been there's still some connections in there. There's still somebody under control, and they just playing a little bit more, you know, incognito lately. But you know, that's how I still feel about it. That's your three. No, that's what I gotta say. It's just that some of these judges, man, the way that they're scoring, it's it's not right. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, which the, is why they fell off. The first one, like, Triple G versus Canelo, we saw it. Now this one, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man. Um, and I feel that it's actually what's going to kill the, the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. The more that keeps happening, where you keep having controversial judges and controversial fights, yep. people are going to be like, I don't want to watch it right? because it's going to be a stupid card and I'm not going to be happy about it. Exactly. As soon as you go to a, a decision, you already know someone's going to be jacked up. Yeah. I can't even But be- well, here's the thing, though. I can maybe even see this happening. And I feel like this is probably going to happen with Tyson versus, uh, with, uh, Tyson versus oh, Jones. Jones. I feel that they're going to try to go... Kind of like exhibition, but like almost bare knuckle boxing. Okay. But have like really big gloves. Yeah. And then just, all well, right, up. guys, we're going to go in there for eight rounds, three minutes apiece. Mm-hmm. No judges. Yeah. Whoever looks more beat up at the end, that's that's just going to win. Okay. I would hope so. I would hope so. Or whoever gets knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, that's what I read before, is that they're going to go by knockout rules. Yeah. I would go by. I would go by the old, like if he gets uh, knocked down. If he gets knocked down, scored by knockdowns. Goes I would on. Go with that. Goes on to the next round. I think. Uh, I don't know. I think they should make a requirement that only boxers and like coaches can actually score the card. Like, who are these dudes, bro? Thank you. Like, yes. who are they? Like, I, don't I don't know. know. Like, who did Let, the Julie Letterman? With, was she a boxer? No, I don't think so. I think she was a realtor. If I'm not mistaken. Most of these dudes, like. How are who? you? Like, yeah, who are you? And what have you done that qualifies you to, like, <laughs> to judge be a these judge. dudes? Yeah, to judge these dudes yes. that are literally putting their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Their whole, um, all that fucking time spent in right. the gym. Their fucking careers on the, like, on the line. Yep. And you're fucking, uh, and now you're entrusted to make sure who, and to see who's win- who wins and who loses, bro. Right, exactly. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But I think if they do make a requirement where only, Former boxers and coaches are able to uh, retired. Obviously, you can't be. Yeah, are able to uh, actually box. Yeah, or actually judge. Yeah, then I think that 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 would probably help it. I would say so because I feel like it should be more. It should be a lot more of the ex boxers being the judges and having the qualifications of doing that. Even at that, the refereeing like it should be an actual boxer like. Knows the punches, knows the combinations, like knowing that okay, that was a punch, that was a punch, that was hit, da da da, whatever. And if it's going well, south, the refs are doing pretty good though. The refs, um, boxing refs are usually pretty good. There's some refs. Let's see. See, my issue is with the ref with the McGregor fight. That's just my issue. Why? Just because. What do you do? I figured it was too early of a stop of a fight. You didn't let McGregor oh, get knocked yeah. down. You didn't yeah, let yeah, McGregor yeah. look more of a dumbass to get a bunch of hits. Bunch of hits. You just as soon as Mayweather had combinations on the guy and got him to the corner stop a fight stop a fight it's done he's done like give a give the fighter a chance this I guy this was a big money it. fight like you didn't give him enough chances to sit there and and get knocked down one or at that look silly enough to get hit to where okay you collected 20 punches in a row and you got yeah you already looked like you concussed you gotta go that never happened. As soon as it came in a five hit combination, 
fight's over. Like, get your Yeah, sure. okay, yeah. That's that. I so, think the reason why that happened is because McGregor was getting him. He was getting to him. Yes. And so if McGregor's not going to play by the rules of a fight, of a Mayweather fight, the referee's going to have to find a way to stop the fight. So pretty much you're looking at a WWE style screw job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, so. I mean, like I said before, Mayweather's a smart businessman. He knows how to keep that O intact. Exactly. All right. Let's move along. Uh, Cowboys. They don't look good. This is one of definitely SG3's favorite uh, thing he wanted to talk about today. They look horrible. <laughs> they look yes, sorry Cowboys, but y'all look bad. Hey, hey, Cowboy fans. Hey, what what <laughs> like like no disrespect to Dak Prescott and sorry for your injury. Hope for a fast recovery for sure. But ever since you went down, your team has been in, like in shambles. What was their record before you went down? It was they were losing anyways. Yeah, either way, they were losing anyways. But at least they had a chance to kind of uh-huh. their offense was somewhat in, intact to give a challenge. Right. But it just was bad. Like the the losses that they had were I, I hurt. I don't know if they were close close losses, like a field goal away or something like that. I'm not too so, sure. They were one in. Well, they were two. No, they were they one. One or two after oh, his injury. That's right. Two and Dull won that one. So that was so two. They, they, I mean, there were one technically. There were one and something. One and three. Probably one and four. No, there were no, one, and one and three. There were one and three. Okay. And then he gets hurt, which again, a very gruesome injury. Jerry Jones, bring out the brink stroke deal for that kid. Yep. Honestly, bring out the brink stroke. That's all I got to say. That I I respect that kid for what for what happened. Um, I didn't laugh at the Cowboy fans today, mm-hmm. but I'm laughing at them today. <laughs> 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 um. You know we're going to go to the Super Bowl next year, right? No, you're not. <laughs> um, you're out the Super Bowl. That's another one. So, I don't know. Um, he gets hurt. Yep. Andy Dalton comes in. He yep. looks good. They went by a field goal that game. Yeah. And the next game, they get trashed. Mm-hmm. That's where the my favorite the favorite picture for that game is a guy crying in the stand and his girlfriend gives him a kiss like trying to console him. But oh, that guy's like just straight bawling. I'm cracking up the entire time I've seeing this. And then today, Andy Dalton got a nasty hit. I think Bostic needs to get ejected for, excuse me, more than just ejected, suspended. Mm-hmm. More than anything, suspended, uh, fined. Okay. Suspended multiple games, not just one game. Because mm-hmm. that was a nasty hit, man. If you see it, it was a nasty hit, I thought. And honestly, um, you ever seen the one where, you ever seen the hit that, oh, who is it? The hit that they put on on the Steelers, or uh, uh, the Steel- Juju Smith Schuster put some, put on uh, the 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 Bengals cornerback, mm-hmm. or excuse me, linebacker. A couple of years ago, he just laid him out flat. Mm-hmm. Same as that hit, kind of kind of today, man. It was oh, a helmet to helmet. Andy Dalton, like the moment he he, he was sliding too, yeah. man. I was like the worst part. Guy was sliding, gets hit in the helmet, and just like the moment oh. the helmet comes off, he just just lays on like, dude, that's a nasty hit. Got you. Um, but at this point, though, I honestly, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to do much this season. No. Um, I think that, I think they for sure need to sit there and, ooh, sorry. <laughs> they just had to sit there and, ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, just saw wow. The hit. Oh, okay. I'm right now. Yeah, dude, that was horrible. Oh. Who? Come on, now that was that straight up illegal. Bostic needs to get fined. You got it. He needs to. He that was John Bostic. Yep. Chicago Bears drafted John Bostic. 
Wow, dude, yeah, you deserve to get ejected and fined. He was, he was ejected, and suspended. But, yeah, no, for like a long time. Yeah, that sorry, was, dude. That was not right. You knew he was sliding, and you decided. Okay, all right. Now I got a few words on you, John Bostic. You knew dang well that that guy was gonna slide. He slid a good while's away. You dove as soon as you hit the grass, and at that, you literally just. Knock the guy out. You did it intentionally. That was an intentional hit. Come on. If you, that, he, that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was intentional. You need to get fined, suspended, and fined dramatically because that is one dumb move on you. More than just a hundred thousand. <laughs> Definitely. I would say, I have to say 500,000. Give it half a mil out your pocket. Sorry, but you gotta, no, you out. You done. That was, that, that's disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm surprised that Ron Rivera hasn't said anything. Yeah. He's, That's the one I'm surprised that Ron Rivera hasn't said anything. But I feel because of the cancer treatment, he really hasn't right now. Right, right. But honestly, though, it's, it was bad. Right. And yeah, I mean, I feel I, bad. I get, I get the rivals, and I get the fact that you're trying right. you know, to take the Cowboys out because how much. But John Bossett wasn't there long enough to in, initiate an arrival type of thing against the Cowboys at that. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter though. I think that some play. I think that some players, the moment they go to that team, they already have. A, you already have already, tagged already, on there. Yeah. Okay. I think it's but just, I mean though, there's there there's a fine line between a rivalry and a disrespectful moment, mm-hmm. and that was disrespect. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. Cowboys itself, I'm sorry, guys, but you guys, uh, this season, it's not your season. One idea is tank the season, get your high draft pick for a quarterback. If you're able to get Sunshine, go after Sunshine. I mean, I would rather have him on the Bears now, but we're not going to get a high pick because the team looks nice. Um, They they look nice. They look nice. I'm saying nice. They don't look great. They don't look, oh, my gosh, I'm all hyped up on the Bears train. I'm saying they look nice. But you know what? Okay. They look nice, though, Lowe's. Huh? They look nice when they actually have a quarterback. No, no, no. I didn't yeah, say all that. Was. See, now, see, now why you got the words in my mouth. I never said quarterback. I just said the team. The I team. just think it looks, they look nice when we're actually winning. Right? Thank you. They look <laughs> nice though, winning. We're, 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 we look good when we're winning yeah. because we have an actual Oh, no, no, no. Right? See, 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 okay. No, yeah. Uh, point. Uh, <laughs> dude, you know what I noticed about Nick Foles, man? I, I'm not going to talk about the Bears right now. Oh, okay. So you're going to get into the conversation, Bears. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because, like. Uh, you know what I noticed about Nick Foles? That motherfucker got some balls, bro. Like just the throw, the throw, the, the the ball that he throws. Like, like he just he doesn't give a fuck. Bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll risk it all. He does. And I like that. Right? He, he's like a risker. That. He's yeah. a risker. I agree. You notice like he'll throw off his back leg. Yeah. He'll fucking throw as he's fading away. Like yeah. he just he just tosses it up there, bro. Like go get it. Like I even, love it, bro. Even I really with do. the oh, God. even with the <laughs> even with the touchdown that he did last game for Clement. It was his first touchdown. Good job on that tight end. Uh, like even when he did the touchdown for that, he, like every there was like at least three defenders around Clement, and Clement just went up there, went it like went past his defender, got in the middle, and caught the ball. And, and he would throw it in the face of somebody coming in to like rock his shit. His yeah, guys, bro. Like yeah, yeah. I've seen plenty of like throws where he like he's about to get rocked. Right. He's like he's just gonna sling it. Like he doesn't care. I got scared last game because he one one defender went towards the legs and went like straight uh-huh. like shoulder first. I was like, oh, oh no, God! They put never mind. Uh, but yeah, well, so what, what do you think, SG3? What do you think so far? I'm not gonna go there. You really want to go there? With me? I'm not <laughs> going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, dude, I'm, I'm gonna say something right now. Since the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, mm. tell me a quarterback that has a faster release than that and then Nick Foles. Holmes? No. I don't know about that. 
Nobody sure. does. Look at look at Foles' release, dude. There's a reason why these passes are the way they are because of Foles' release. Mm. If you look at it, this is not a knock on Mitchell Trubisky, I swear. But there's a guy right now who's playing like Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. and he's actually a starter. His name? Baker Mayfield. Ah, okay. Yeah. Most people are going to sit here. How true. can you tell? No, yeah. I, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Look at the way he plays. Look at everything. Yeah. Uh, if you even want to, we could even talk about Antonio Brown signing with the Bucks later. I don't mind having oh, that conversation. Oh, that's true. Antonio Brown is going with the Bucks. Woo! I think he played today. I don't know about that oh. one. But about, aside from that, though. That's what actually makes a, a. If you look at it, when he played with the Eagles, yeah, he didn't have a high powered roster. No, he didn't have like the greatest talent on, on the turf. No, but his release is deadly. Yeah, yeah Nick good. Foles has a very very deadly fast release. Yeah, hence why well, to his point, he can throw from his back leg. He can throw doing that loop. He can throw do basically spin all around. It's a good run. He does. He he actually runs this side a little bit. Not not the greatest, of course. He doesn't have feet like that. No. But his feet his feet are a lot better than the Tom Brady's feet. So he can run outside the pocket a little bit more faster. His feet are probably would say as good as a Ben Roethlisberger. Not as elusive. Like get out of tackles very good. Like Ben Roethlisberger, but he has. But he could take. He takes the hits. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he doesn't mind in the pocket and a ride. That's yeah. the. That's the thing I like about him. That's the thing I give him credit for. I think one thing the stigma between the uh, foes, I think, from his career would be, you know, you you start off you start off with Philadelphia. You, I think he cut like he was already a second string, but he was drafted high, and then he got on the team. He got on the starting court. It was with the Rams, and then he signed with the Rams. He went to the Eagles. Oh, okay. Because that was also the same year that not Jared, uh, not Jared Goff was the other cat. Not it was before Foles. Rams, right? Right before it was, with, it was with the Rams, but it was Foles and somebody else. Because they I had forgot. two quarterbacks. I forgot that were high fans. Was it Sam? Um, oh, um, uh, Bradford. Thank Sam you, Bradford. Sam Bradford. Yes. Okay. Same so, time. Yeah. So, you got, so they Foles, trade off. Is he still in the league? No. No. He's out. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> gone. That's true. And then Foles went to Eagles. Then he had he had not Chip Kelly's um, offense. He had Andy Andy, Andy Reid's offense. No, he didn't. Andy Reid's been out of Andy Reid's been out of the Eagles for years. But that's when he went there, though. He no, was with he Andy Reid because he, he did not, dude. He went. He oh, went no, in Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly season, and that was also the same year that they actually had another quarterback aside from Chip Kelly. And at that, he was. That was when he, he was still he the was, backup. He was like ten, I think twelve and zero when it came to touchdowns. He didn't have an interception that year. Or at least that time period. Chip Kelly was the Oregon head coach, right? Exactly. And then went, went to, to the Eagles. Eagles after Andy went to Kansas City. So and he got fired. Yeah. That was the worst when he got fired and then went to Kansas City. That's true. Because of the playoffs and again, going Kelly, anywhere. Uh, the son. Yeah. Because they said, his mind is not here. Dude, his son just committed suicide. Mm. What the heck? What are you, you going to sit here and say, your mind's supposed to be in the game? Dude, my son just committed suicide. Yeah, of course I'm going to be thinking about you at all times. Right, Come right, on, right, man. Right, right. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And then from there, that was his stigma. I mean, he showed out. I agree. During that Chip Kelly season, he showed out. I feel like they should have kept him in, in that uh, scheme of offense where he was successful. Then he moved, wasn't that great, came back to Philadelphia. Then he had the playoff run that was, yes, phenomenal and better than and better than the guy they have now, which is um, who they have now. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Better than Wentz. I'm sorry. Foles is better than Wentz. Hey, dude. Foles is better than Wentz, but Wentz, believe it or not, when he finally 
gets this in the game, kid's deadly. Okay. There's a reason why he started over Foles mm-hmm. that, that Super Bowl season. Got you. Because he went 11 and 1. Because they went, what, 11 and 1 with Wentz. Yeah. Goes down, Foles comes in, picks up, picks up some pieces. And then just goes, ham. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's all fine and dandy. I'm just going to be okay with it. As long as, he, as long as you don't throw no boneheaded interceptions, the last few interceptions were not your fault. I give you a props on that. The one that you had last game, that was Robinson's. Who decides to dangle a ball up in the air and try to catch it when the defender's like on your butt? Like, just let the ball go down. Pat it down. You can't catch it. You ain't gonna catch it. You were dangling it. And then you decided to dangle it into the defender's hands. Defender takes it and runs off with it. That was your fault. That was Robinson's fault. That wasn't Foles' fault. Just saying. I'll give you props on that one. So what do you guys what are you guys projection for our record this year? Well, the way they're looking at it, I think the last talk we talked about their uh, rounds, if they can go the next four games. Three and one at least, then what we're looking at? Eight and one, eight and two? Yeah. Technically? Eight, eight and two. two. So if they go eight and two in the next four games, then I can see them going at least and not, not like straight, like undefeated, but I can say definitely in the playoff run, I can say they definitely will win the division because then that means the only competition you're going to have now in your division is between you and Green Bay. So, and even oh, at that, Green Bay so got nice. showed out by Tampa Bay. Don't, look, dude, again, I told you before and I'll tell you again, don't don't count off that Tampa Bay defense. So, that's what I'm that saying. Tampa like, it was up. strong against us, and we barely put up one point ahead of them, and Rodgers got smashed by them. Our defense momentum is starting to pick up on themselves a little bit. I'm starting to like it. The pressure's coming in. The, the interceptions. Pagano's finally getting his head out of his butt. That's a big difference. And that's what it is. Fuller starting to actually look like the cornerback like he's been Dude, before. he's been a monster, bro. Ever since I said Johnson was going to take it, that boy's been showing out. That boy's been showing he's out been straight up. a monster, up. Yes, bro. he's been showing out lately. He's, he's been like, remember he had those few years when he first got drafted when yeah. he was a monster? Mm-hmm. And he kind of disappeared. Yeah, but right. now he's back. Exactly. The contract year, he showed up, got his contract back. Last year, he still showed that's dominance that he's number one cornerback. This, this season, I think he was starting off slow. So... I think he's starting to come get comfortable because I think his his uh, his second the second quarterback on the team is Johnson, which is the rookie that they drafted. He's actually been defending himself really well. Mm-hmm. Like our defense passing games, we didn't allow. We haven't the fewest. I think is where we've allowed the fewest passing touchdowns defensively. So do you guys think we can beat the Rams? Huh? Do you think we can beat the Rams? Uh, yeah, we have good. I, I think we have a good shot against the Rams. Our offense needs to get the ball out the pocket, though, faster. So if Foles has a fast release, it's going to show this game. Because it has to show this game. Arnold, because Donald, sorry, Arnold. You feel like he's Arnold just because he put the A, Aaron, like Aaron, and then put, switch it to Donald, <laughs> yeah. so Arnold. Arnold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if, sorry, he can, if he can actually, like, if, if they can get the ball out fast enough, Donald's not going to get enough pressure like he should. So, yeah. They got a good shot. What I about think, the rest of their defensive line? Do they have a good defensive line? Yes. Who's? Ours? Rams. Rams? Yeah. yeah. The line is Donald. Who's on the opposite? They got rid of Fowler. They got who? They got rid of Fowler. Really? Why? No, I guess it wasn't working out. The heck? Yeah, that was the year that they also, I think, that was the year they went to Super Bowl. They picked them up, I think, a year I think a year later. Yeah, they uh, let them go. Gotcha. I think Which the only was, thing to is... My, to my opinion, was stupid. My thing is the only... Ramsey is going to be the it factor in this game. 
Cornerback wise, uh, you put him up against I, up I, against Robinson, but then even though you nullify Robinson, you still have Miller. You still have Mooney, who's starting to shine Mooney. a little bit. Yeah. And then on top of these, you also have Jimmy Graham. You still have Clement. Well, yeah, and then even Graham was actually showing out. I was actually yeah. shocked this season about Graham. I thought he was washed up. So, yeah. He's old, dude, right? Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. And then at this point, Graham's actually showing out. He's actually caught the most TDs in the team. So it's like, Ooh. Yeah, he's a monster, bro. Okay. He's and then monster. Clement got a that touchdown. Fucking, that fucking one-handed grab he had. Yeah. That was dirty. That was, yeah. That hold, was, hold off his defender one-handed. <laughs> that, that was a basketball dirty, move. Bro. That was a basketball move. That he was. Up, seriously. And caught, it, caught the ball. Seriously. Started toting for a touchdown. Yeah, that's actually... It's starting to show out. It's starting. The pieces are starting to get together. So I think uh, this is actually good, good momentum. Chargers, I think, out of the four games, is the most, the most uh, one that we're worried about. Army, no, because who's next afterwards? They don't have. They don't have the oh yeah, Rams. Charger, I'm sorry, the Rams. You're talking about my bad. No, they don't have. Dude, that's not the worst. They also have Pitt, Tennessee coming up. Mm, Tennessee. Woo. Yeah. What is our What is our schedule? Um, here now. Look, I'll tell you right now, because I, I actually said this in the last one. Yeah. Right now they have, look, the Rams tomorrow, the Saints next week. Yeah. Titans. The Titans, Vikings, Packers, Lions. So damn it, we have pretty bad. We, we pretty bad I mean, we're not. We're. It's bad, but at the same time, it's not. The next Vikings, three games are gonna be the challenging. The next three games for sure, they're gonna be the hard ones. Yeah. If they can so take it three though, and one. But what they're saying, though, is that Michael Thomas may not play. Michael Thomas doesn't play. Then we have a good chance against the Saints to take that win. Just okay. As long as we can shut down Camaro, we're good. Yeah. Which, um, mm. Well, I guess it's going to be a good teller if we're actually for real this year. You know? Yeah. Because it's that stretch. Because then after that, they get done with that stretch of teams. Then, like I said, you got the Vikings, which obviously ain't looking that great. And if they can get pressure on Cousins, it's a wrap for wrap for them. Packers, that's going to be a, a nice little it factor around Thanksgiving time frame. Um, then you got the Lions, Texans, Vikings again, Jaguars, and then to end it all is Packers again. So, yes, these next three games is going to be a testament to if we're a legit contender this year to go, even if we even get to the playoffs, can we contend in the playoffs for the next few teams? So if they can do this, then yes, I would say this is a good chance for the Bears to actually be a nice contender in the playoffs. Hell yeah, bro. It's about time. Just saying. Just saying. This is actually good contention. So. Well, we were, a good, we were a contender a few years ago, and then we lost uh, the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. I, I can then tell we, you why. Then we lost that double doink. Because that double doink. It was a double doink. It was a double doink from anything. Nothing else was a factor in that because it was a straightforward, good team, good offense, collect points. Running game was great. Nothing else. Can I ask you a question? No. I'm not even going to look. I have my left. If you look up highlights of that game right now. Yeah, Trisk had good throws. What are you talking about? How many touchdowns did Mitchell Trubisky throw? It don't matter about touchdowns. It matters about did, did he look good? He looked great. Actually, don't know. He has zero. He has zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. So we're all scored? mad at the kicker, but the kicker's the one making the points. Yes. Where's the logic in that? Go ahead, tell me. Hey, that. it was if it wasn't for the quarterback to get to where the kicker needs to be at, kicker wouldn't make it. You really want to go in there? <laughs> that logic, because I can tell you how many times the Bears defense stopped. Oh, <laughs> really that's Eagles true. Offense. That's okay. true. It was the Bears defense, anyways. I think it's always been that way. It's just a matter of their def- their offense having the same type of I, we can hold our own, so the d- defense can handle their business. And this season, I think 
Now that Foles is on there, the offense can hold their own. The defense is handling their business now. So the longer you get the, lo- the offense, the longer you can stay on the field and just waste time, give the defense energy, then that it's a wrap. Our team's going to win. So as long as they can do that. Okay, guys. Move along to Are the big to topic about? of the day. The big topic of the day. We're not going to talk about... No. No more. No, no, no. I'm saying okay, we're going to talk about Antonio Brown. Yeah, well, I mean, he signed. Antonio Brown signed with another team. He's going to lose. He ain't going to do nothing. Actually, dude, it's a good benefit for him. Well, I mean, it's another second shot for Antonio Brown with Tom Brady. It's not even... It's a second shot. Because he had that first shot. That didn't go so well because... AB had that legal issue or something like that, and he had to get, you know, suspended for the year. So he gone there. Now this is a second shot at him legitimately saying my career is not done, and you sign it with the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, another great quarterback. So I think I think at this stay point on the though, field, do well, stop being an idiot, AB. Here's my thing. Dumbass. It does help him though. Here's why. What has plagued. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last two seasons. Their offense. Their freaking receiver crew. They suck. No, I mean, you got my offense only. No. The thing, that, the thing that's played them the most is it doesn't suck. It's the fact that they're very injury prone. Mm-hmm. You have Antonio Brown who has proven himself to not be an injury prone receiver. Very true. So he's going to come in and he's going to start demanding a lot more attention. Which. And on top of that, you have two guys mm-hmm. who are very, very injury prone. Right now, Evans is playing with an ankle with an ankle injury. Wow. Chris Godwin barely came back from an ankle injury. Who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah. Leonard Fournette is a head case on top of that. Yeah. OJ Howard just went out with an injury, uh, the game before the Bears. Got you. Sure got lucky there. Uh-huh. And then right now you're looking at just Gronk. So, even at that, Gronk's not even the same Gronk. He's not. He hasn't he's done old. nothing. Yeah, yeah, she scored a couple touchdowns already. He's but a twenty-point-seven champion. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, he's out. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. He got he lost. <laughs> he lost to uh, the other guy. What's his call? I think it was our uh, truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got that back. So yeah. So at this point, though, if you think about it, like it's a good system for Antonio Brown being. Yeah. The one I want to see more than anything is Des Bryant when he finally gets when he finally Ooh, gets that call up from wow. the Ravens practice squad. That's Those true. Finally, call him up. Uh huh. That's true. Because maybe they can finally stop doing the same stupid system against the Ravens. <laughs> well, even at that, well, technically no. Because what's Des Bryant's bread and butter? Run down the field, out jump the guy, collect the ball. Okay, now let me ask you a question. How are they? How are everyone that goes against the Ravens right now, how are they handling them? They're Seven guys eliminating, in the box. Eliminating the runs. Seven guys in the box. Yeah. Man-to-man corner. Safety is your zone. Right. That is the way they're running. So now you mean to tell me that a guy like Antonio, like, like excuse me, Des Bryant is not going to sit here and get attention, especially as you said, his brother Brun is run down the field. True. So you have seven. You're going to leave this man wide open? You're that'd be leave great. this man on man-to-man coverage? No, that'd be that great. Ain't no- <laughs> that'd be no. great. That'd, that's what I'm saying. That'd be good for his bread and butter. But when now they add him to, to the offense. You now have to go more than just man. You just true, have to go true. more than seven deep and in, in the box. Because I don't know who else so they have good. on the receiving crew. They don't have anyone on the receiving crew. There's no there's no number one wide receiver right now on the Ra- on the Ravens starting lineup. Okay. They have Mark Andrews, which is a phenomenal tight end. 
But at the same time, though, like I said, man-to-man zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Andrews is not getting the 67-yard bounce he was getting last season. But this season, though, he's getting more close touchdowns. He's getting the five or six little dunkers. Okay. So The moment you have a Brian guy that there. can actually open up that offense, that's when it's going to look explosive again. Especially with the guy they just signed from uh, from Minnesota. Mm. That's going to be a deadly team to Well, Diggs, out. right? They have oh, Diggs? They didn't sign Diggs. Oh, no, they signed Diggs the, is on Buffalo. They, they signed the defensive end. Oh, okay, gotcha. From, oh, from they Minnesota. did trade him. Nagawi? Naga- 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 yeah, yeah, or something like that? Yes. Him. Yes. That's actually good. That's actually a good pickup from Ray. Yeah, well, I'm job. telling you. That's, that, okay. If that's Brian can finally come up, okay. me and you are going to have a different conversation about the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, I would rather pick Baltimore Ravens over than Kansas City. That's just me. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a Lamar Jackson over than a Mahomes. But that's just me. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. We've got a good conversation. Man, okay. I'm, I'm down to have that oh, conversation. Okay. Because good. at the end of the day, they'll mention the business. Nah, that's... <laughs> He's out. He's whatever. He's gone out the picture. No more talking about that guy. Uh, uh, okay, so we're good. Moving along. Moving along. Moving along. All right. Moving on to the last and final chit chat of our podcast, you guys. The LeBron versus Jordan goat status. Now, yes, this LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, exactly. LeBron did win the championship again, okay? Yeah. Why you got to do the... Yeah, uh, he won the championship again. You know, you didn't face a, a fully held Golden State. Even even if KD wasn't on the team, you didn't go against them in, in the West. Uh, you didn't really... You know, you didn't get a chance to face the Clippers in the in the actual playoff tree. Uh, you know, and then you went at Butler, who was pretty much the only... One guy on the team that led his team to the finals, which was great on Butler status. But, like, but, but you I had like, your had your AD. You had two of the most dominant players. One, two of the most dominant on your team. Then you have experienced players on your team, unlike the Heat did. You had Howard, who's been to the finals before in playoffs runs. You had let me go back my let me go down my scroll here, bro, bro. You had Howard on your team. You had Ronda, who's been involved in a lot of bit of spiel. Now I'm not gonna put, you know, J.R. Smith did join the team later on. He didn't. He wasn't a factor. He was a non-factor. Uh, non-factor. I'll give you that. Uh, then you had who else? Yeah, I mean, you had some young players. You had Kuzma, who's pretty young. Put a pep in the step for the team. That's fine. But all in all, you had that. You had experience on your team going against a young team, which the experienced players. We're injured and out. So, I mean, yeah, but that's not that's not a down. It's not. It's not a that doesn't disqualify like heat or anything like that. Though. Right. Or I say that devalue the championship because it's like it should be an asterisk on nah, that shit because nah. it just wasn't the same. You, you like you didn't have that's, the full nah, west, bro. You didn't BS. have the full west effect in this season with what your you AD status. I, Actually, like, I hate to say it, but. Every single time LeBron wins the championship, everyone always says it has to have an asterisk. It did, like I, this, I say it this season particularly because of the COVID issues and stuff. But you had well, something they had weird the strike, and, and they then you won. had the strike going on. You know, you had a little. I don't know. You had a little break nah, in there. Bro, it's not, your little, your little old self had a little time to heal a little bit and all that kind of stuff. Get rejuvenated. I'm sorry for that, though. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you as a LeBron fan. Did he deserve MVP? And if you tell me yes, I'm going to sit here and ask you why. 
Deserve MP, MVP for what? Finals? finals, yeah. So did he deserve it? And why did he deserve it? Go ahead. Los. Oh, He's the leader of the team. Yes, he does. Yeah. He's the leader of the team, bro. Okay. So even though Anthony Davis outshined him in every shape, way, form, and aspect. Who do you think set him up? Brian. Anthony Davis. AD. AD is going nowhere without Brian. We all know that. He didn't LeBron ain't going nowhere without AD. Yeah, he is. He's one chip. <laughs> Really, he's a he's so even last. So then, if we go, so even even when we're talking about by himself, bro, he's been to the championship. Okay, so then you mean to tell me that this season, this season, this season, then with everything going on, Mm -hmm. if LeBron didn't have AD, you think LeBron would have won a championship? No. Okay, then. So I rest my case for what I just said. Why? AD should have been MVP finals. Why? You just said yourself. You just said yourself. If AD wasn't AD wasn't there. LeBron doesn't get there. And at that <laughs> right, so, so, so if, AD, if AD, where would AD be? Pelicans still? Let's go. He's still with Pelicans. I think. I'm, not say, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. No, we're even close, bro. Probably wouldn't, even, probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. Probably Honestly. not. <laughs> Very true. On, Very true. Be honest here. Probably not. Numbers. He puts up numbers, bro, but that's it. He, that's the thing. It, it's You got a player, when it came to LeBron getting AD, you got a player who was on the team that was slowly the pinnacle point, and for LeBron had LeBron having a player that can carry a load when he can't. And that's what AD could do. The one thing that AD could not do with Pelicans was he was overdoing it for his body, which is why he was getting injured in most of the season oh, time frame geez. against on the, on the Pelicans. He did not have a backup player like he did with LeBron. My only issue is this season is that technically – LeBron was the backup player. AD was the pusher, the pinnacle point. If AD did not put up numbers, if he did not get the rebounds, if he did not play the defense like he sh- like he was this season, Lakers won the one. That's a good point where you're saying that, like, yeah, I mean, he did, quote-unquote, outshine him in stats. Mm-hmm. Or even but at- I don't think that makes LeBron the background player. I think, or the backup player. What LeBron does, he's... He's a setup man. He's a leader. You know what I'm saying? He's that's why he guard. led the league in assists this year. He's the point guard. He's the point. Like that's why it's mm-hmm. either him or Rondo handling the rock, bro. Like, right, true. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Shoot. Like, like yeah, Playoff that Rondo came out shoot. of nowhere. And so, so like uh, that came out of nowhere this game. Yeah, like, bro. I mean, like, he didn't really do that in Boston. He didn't shoot. Have you not seen that Rondo's stats in the playoffs? Rondo, Rondo averages at least more. He's almost averaging a triple double in the playoffs. I can see that. Time. No, yeah, I can see that. I so just don't why. see him as an actual jump shot shooter. I would put it that way. I think he was a two pointer type of type of person that take it to the hole, get up for good some layups and whatnot, and at that maybe get a mid range, get a nice little two points here and there, stuff like that. But in this, that's what, that was that's that's a point. But it just that's what I'm saying. It it shows. AD being the pinnacle coin. If we don't give AD the rocks, if we don't give AD the points that he needs, even though I'm LeBron, this team ain't going to go nowhere. This team is going to have somewhat a minimum type of stats with but us. But, like, this thing, like, who's setting him up? You know what I'm saying? Who's really the guy that – he's not the pivotal player or the pinnacle player because so, it's like the, the the that team wouldn't function as it does without LeBron. You know what so, I'm saying? Oh, okay, last year – Last year, year's playoff team, did the Lakers make it last year? No. No, no, no. So, LeBron, being a leader, he should have taken the Lakers to the playoffs and to the championship. At this point, though. your logic, right? No. Because, I mean, obviously, he had he had um, taken the most time off due to injuries in his whole career um, last season. Mm-hmm. And then you had to think about, this man was playing with 
bums, bro. He was playing with bums. You know what I'm saying? But Jordan was playing with bums when he was with the Wizards. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get to all Jordan's stats. We'll get to Jordan's stats. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I hear My I hear. argument is, if you're going to come out and say he's playing with bums, you have to make those bums build up around you. Well, yeah, as, the, as a leader, yeah. I mean, like, and LeBron, he's shown that. Oh, oh. LeBron, LeBron has done it in, this, in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think it just it it goes to show for LeBron being in this in this playoffs that it was, uh, it 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 just it, what what gets me about the LeBron. I'm not gonna knock LeBron being a phenomenal player. I think that's one one thing about it with me particularly. LeBron's a phenomenal player. He's a great player. He's he deserves respect of being the player that he is. Yes, but I cannot put him as a goat status is because. The issue that you have with your championships, why is it that people want to... There's so many things that, that happened during that championship to argue against you so much, you would say. There was no a dominant force. I well, took I it mean, over, and that's it. But it's like it's because like everybody's always looking for something. You know what I'm saying? It like I mean, humans, our brains are literally wired to find patterns. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what we do. That's why we, when people look at a cloud... Mm-hmm. And they say, "Oh, that looks like a dog." Yeah. You look at it. Your 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 brain literally finds little patterns within that cloud to make it look like a dog. You okay. Know what I'm I feel. It, I mean, it's gonna be a weird connection, but if you're looking for reasons to like put Nascris or devalue his championship, yeah, you're gonna find it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I'm, if I'm gonna look for reasons to devalue Jordan's character, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find. Oh it. yeah, for you know sure. There's always gonna be stuff. I can agree to that. His character sucks. The Jordan's character as a player during his season. He, you can literally, even he said himself in his documentary was he was not the best person to be approached like that. Like it just, he just was a dick. Even now to this day, he's an asshole. He's straight up asshole like that. But I, I just can't, I just can't, can't put it that way. Because well, there's one question. I guess there's a couple of questions I have on here. Now, one question is, I got one more for those. Just, okay. just one last one, dude. So to your logic and to your argument. So then, for all the times where Jordan fed Pippen, or Pippen, yeah, or Jordan fed Pippen, where's the leadership there? Or Pippen fed, Pippen fed Jordan? So you said that the main reason why was because LeBron got MVP because he's a facilitator he, of the team. So when Pippen was facilitating Jordan, why didn't Pippen get MVP? I mean, did the did like did the whole was who was considered the leader, Jordan or Pippen? At that point, again though, to you to the logic you just stated, he was a facilitator. He was the one with the assist and everything. So when the finals, no, won, no, 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 but we're not basing it just because he had the assist. No, I'm saying that he was the leader. He was the one that orchestrated the. the that's what I'm really getting to. You're orchestrating the you know the team. You're bringing the troops together. You're leading them one way. You know what I'm saying? Jordan, his way, he what he did, he would score. That's how he led. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what he did to lead. I mean, I, so really, it's about who's the leader, who's the alpha. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We ain't having a pizza break. <laughs> no, no. But, so, I hear you guys. I would say... Let's put let's put a question that was asked during Can the ESPN. Hmm? Go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, we're enjoying some pizza right now with the podcast. Go ahead. 
So what my question is, well, my question is, well, I have a question on here. It says, which is greater accomplishment for LeBron between the LeBron and Jordan? Six NBA titles or to reach the reach 10 NBA finals? Now, this was a vote that was for for the players. I'm not too sure for whoever ESPN, you know, asked for the vote and stuff and status wise. 72% went towards the six NBA titles. 28% went towards 10 to reach NBA finals. Okay. So what will be greater in your guys' mind? I will start off with you, Los. What's greater? Six NBA titles or to reach the NBA finals 10 times? Sorry, that's always an ask, Chris, for me. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, um, what do you think? I think it's the six titles. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the six titles. Director RJ. To reach six NBA titles? I mean, to have six NBA titles or to reach 10 NBA finals? Well, that's a good question, actually, because it brings up to uh, different aspects of different sports. Mm-hmm. Right now, who's considered the greatest quarterback in NFL history? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. He's won it six times. Mm-hmm. With a lot of controversy behind each one, though. Mm-hmm. But before Tom Brady, there was another quarterback that never had a big time team and he took that team all the way to the playoffs and he had bums in his team I believe and his name was Dan Marino mm-hmm. and Dan Marino was considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time very true I got one better for you okay John Elway John Elway mm-hmm. how many times did he not take the Broncos to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. how many times did he win he only won twice from all the times he won he only won twice that's why the last one they said this one's for John mm. And who did he have in his team? Mm-hmm. Was that a great running back? No. <laughs> yeah. See, the problem is, mm-hmm. it's not who, why is the six championships important or mm-hmm. the ten. The problem is, everyone's debating where those ten championships that Brown went to, worth it. Uh-huh. Who did he have in his team that took him there? Mm-hmm. Who did Jordan have in his team that took him there? Mm-hmm. Who was the competition they had to face at those championships? Okay. To me, I believe the six championships that Jordan won, uh-huh. even though uh, that one dude on ESPN who always like backs up LeBron like crazy, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it like this. Jordan had to go through competition like nothing back in those days. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Larry Bird, Magic yeah, Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. I think mm-hmm. the, the talent level is comparable. But if you mm-hmm. count the levels of I got that. Teams, I got that. Yeah. Now, Pat, I got I got that. So we'll go. No, we'll go. We're going to we'll go, go with this, though. Uh-huh. Name every player uh-huh. from every team uh-huh. that you could think of in those eras compared to every player in this era. And what teams are you all part of? And how many teams can you say, oh, well, I watched the Charlotte Bobcats because they got this guy. The Charlotte Hornets had this team, these players. The Lakers had these guys. You know, back then, each team had a star player. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you're looking at all-stars against one star player. Mm-hmm. You're looking at bums getting destroyed with only one star player against a group of all-stars. Mm-hmm. My problem is not 
the 10 championships that you made it to within 17 years. Our problem is you made it through there within 17 years, 10 championships, and you only won four. Mm-hmm. Won four out of it. Four out of ten. Four out of six. Yeah. And who did you lose to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A guy, so, a team that gave you your own medicine. Right. So you're going with the six NBA titles. Yeah, I had to. Gotcha. The reason why is because of who they beat for them. Gotcha. Six NBA titles or reach 10 NBA finals? Six. Mm-hmm. Because to add to his point, yeah, Tom Brady has six rings. Mm-hmm. But how many times has Tom Brady now also been to the Super Bowl? Very true. Very That's true. That's why at that point... I give Tom Brady because he backs it up. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl 45 times and only won six. Yeah. He's got nine and won six. Yeah. That's true. The numbers don't lie right there. Yeah. Stats, stats don't lie right there. So now, the other question is from ESPN about the whole GOAT status is which is more true? LeBron playing at a more difficult era or Jordan playing at a difficult era? So, SG3, I'll go start off with you. Who played a more difficult what, what era? What they had before. What is their uh, percentage? Oh, the percentage. Okay. So, 64%. No, no. You know what? Yeah, no. That's a good idea. Go, go, for, the, go for the round. And then you and then t- Okay. So, go ahead. So, what do you think has the most difficult era? LeBron, LeBron has the most difficult era or Jordan has the most difficult era? Jordan. Because it was so physical. Okay. Don't get me wrong, dude. I call this a three-point error because everyone's not shooting the three. But because why? Because can't. <laughs> right. Because everyone's also trying to defend the paint. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look at it a little bit past the whole. You know, if you slap somebody, it's a foul. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look past all that, and I'm gonna look at you know what? Because now you actually have three-point shooters in the league. You have Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry. We know he loves to shoot the three. Even Draymond Green can shoot a three. Clay Thompson. Anthony Davis can shoot a three. Ex- Anthony Davis can shoot a three. Yes. So that's that's the thing about this this day and age. Yeah. Is that you have people now doing more of the three than they did in Jordan's era. Yeah. Jordan's era was the two slam dunk era, and it showed how many boards does Shaq now break. Mm-hmm. But in regards to to physical dominance, it was definitely. It was definitely, though, that Jordan's era was a tougher era. That's on me. Mm-hmm. Since Tony the Kid right now is a little bit preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. Lois, go ahead. Take it away, buddy. Who who you got? Uh, LeBron I or think Jordan? LeBron's era. Okay. Yeah. I think regardless of, like, the physicality, mm-hmm. um, skill-wise, I mean, you can't compare it, you know? Um, like, you just named off some of the stars that are playing, like, KD, Kyrie, um, Steph. Uh, Clay, Dame, CJ, um, AD before this year, mm-hmm. um, uh, Boogie Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I mean, he played against the big three in the Celtics. He played against the Spurs dynasty. Like, come on, right? Like, what? Who did he have when he beat the Spurs and the big three of the Celtics? Huh? Who did he have when he beat the Celtics? Nobody. Well, he no. When he lost, he lost to the Spurs in the final. He had nobody. I don't even. I don't even know if he had Mo Williams on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then he he lost to the Celtics, and then he ended up beating him when he was on the Heat. 
But yeah, think about it. Oh yeah, and then before he actually joined the Heat, he had to play against D Wade. He had to play against D Rose. He had to play against Chris Bosh. You know what I'm saying? Um, Duran, uh, Darren Williams, uh, CP3. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yo, like I mean, the amount of like talent that was that has been in the in the NBA while LeBron has been in the NBA is definitely more. Than the talent that was that was in the NBA while Jordan was playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think, Director RJ? Nah. LeBron playing a difficult era or Jordan playing a difficult era? Era. Yeah, that's the weirdest question I've ever had to answer right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about the difficult era and how who do you have and who you're playing against. <clears throat> and he named a few good key players. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But LeBron's toughest challenge was when he was with the Lakers with a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. To me, Jordan's deepest challenge was from 84 all the way to 1989. That's mm-hmm. when Jordan's had a, you know, he had a challenge. Mm-hmm. He was getting taken out by Larry Bird. He was t- getting taken out by uh, Isaiah Thomas. And the, t- and the team-wise, the big three on that team. The Magic big three. Johnson. Magic Johnson was taking him down. Mm-hmm. So, Miller. Reggie Miller. No, well, Reggie well, Miller wasn't part of it yet. Yeah. But he came in the no, 90s. He was in there. Yeah. Go ahead. But if we're going to look at, like, everyone around those days, you had the teams, most of the people who were beating Jordan were on their way out. Mm-hmm. Bird was on his way out. Johnson was on the way out. The only one that was still around would be Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. You had to prove yourself against Isaiah Thomas and his team. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, it's like, I can't really say LeBron has played in a tough era because of the fact that your teammates are the tough era. When your teammates are the tough era, it makes you look like you're winning easily. You're going to get to the playoffs easily. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to the championship easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you facing at the championship that proves that you're facing a tough era team? Mm-hmm. If you can't make it to championships on your own without your teammates, and I know you're going to bring that up, and I'm going to bring mine up too. If you can't make it on your own like you did with the Lakers mm-hmm. when you tried the first time, when the Cavs, when you tried the first time. He, he made it on his own though, with the Cavs. But when? Early 07. in his career. 07. 07. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened afterwards though? I mean, he still competed in, like, the playoffs. He still had, like, um, still had the best record in the league most of the time. Mm-hmm. But record doesn't do nothing. Does it? Because it breaks later on, and then the problem is a record could be broken. No, no, no. Chavez had about... 87 and 89 victories, but, and no, and people still talk about Mayweather. No, 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 mm-hmm. but I'm talking about, I'm talking about, um, talking like, about like, yeah, you had the top question. record in the league, but if you're talking about easily, like, how easily you were beating teams and how I kind of like that that means that you weren't actually playing good teams mm-hmm. well the Bulls had the best record in of all time for like what 20 years or something like that mm-hmm. and yeah I mean they true. went 72 and 10 right so then who were they playing that was actually good <laughs> you know what I'm saying like is that's your logic you know well true that is my logic but also my answer would be they're playing Shaq they're playing Magic John. Uh, they're playing Sean Kemp. Uh, they're playing uh, David Robinson. Well, that, that, this is what that's one of the name of the players. <laughs> there's there's players listed on here. Top fifteen 
on both ends of Jordan and LeBron. So we're gonna I'll put that out there so we can continue okay, this yeah, part said, of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, put it out there. Yeah. So, yeah, so my question, my answer would be, I believe Jordan's era was a difficult era. Okay. So what's the percentage? My I would say myself. I didn't get a vote. Jeez. Uh, I you went no. But in the hour, no, I'm gonna pick Jordan as it is. Okay, so I'm gonna pick Jordan. Now, yeah. the percentage of it, of of the actual voting was 64% went towards LeBron, 36% went towards Jordan. What their statement was is that almost half of the voters said that the difference in errors wasn't that important. But overall, the voters said LeBron has a tougher road. Okay, top 15 players Jordan faced. In his era, in his dominance seasons, Jordan compared to James in his dominant seasons. Ish, I say dominance. Uh, Jordan, number one, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq, Karl Malone, Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Gary Payton. Dominique Williams, Dominique Wilkins, sorry, Grant Hill, Clyde Drexler, and Reggie Miller. James had, in his era, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, KD, Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Dirk Nowinski, Jason Kidd, Allen Robinson, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Dwight Howard. Top 15. So, can we literally say that Jordan did not have a tougher role than LeBron? Because the one aspect of it, I'm going to put it at in the difference in eras. And this is the difference of eras. The defense. Is was the defense harder to get through in Jordan's era, or harder to get through in LeBron James' era? Because technically, the two pointer went away. The two point the, to the hole went out the window because of the of of the actual defense of the actual the foul calling. Back then, we weren't concentrated on three point shooting in the in Jordan's era because. What made it more? What I think the competitiveness between all players is: I'm gonna take you to the hole. I'm gonna take you to the hole, and I'm gonna dunk on you and make you like a fool. Now, because you can get dinked, and because of and this is why I blame LeBron for this because of your the flopping in this whole scenario is because people try to go to the hole, and that foul is a big factor in how the game is played because without that foul, they wouldn't have to concentrate on a three point shot. They wouldn't have to concentrate on let's expand the basket since we can't combine inside of a hole and not get fouled. That was that's a big issue. That's that's Michael Jordan's game and bread was I'm gonna take you to the basket and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you look like an idiot because my game is better than your game. Yes, he can outshine you in three because when he actually focused on the three-point and when he went against Clyde Drexler, who was his three shots and stuff like that, he outshined him there. That's why it was a big factor with LeBron, with James, with Jordan winning that winning that ass factor. If you compare 
players, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna pick two random players, and I'm gonna put the big name ones. If you put Charles Barkley in his prime where he went to the finals against let's say a Kevin Garnett. If they win one on one, and even at that, let's put it at let's put it on James era, who would win? Ten, five five out of four. I mean five they would say five out of four or five out of three. Three out of five. Three out of five, sorry. Three out of five. Who do you think would win between Charles Barkley and Kevin Garnett? Three out of five. I'd probably say on a one on one. On a one on one. Probably Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, right? Yeah. So we can say that's one up. Let's put a Jason Kidd versus a John Stockton. Who had the better handles? You gave me the tougher one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give it to him? <laughs> because you're more into the three point and handles than I am. And handles. John Stockton and and Jason Kidd. Dude, Kid has some handles, dude. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna deny it. Kid has a nice. But the handle. crazy thing is that Jason Kidd also played in Jordan's era as well. He just wasn't his best. Jason Kidd wasn't Jason Kidd until he actually went to the finals. Even at that, he was starting to decline and went to the finals. So Jason's Kidd era was technically in Jordan's era. Starting off with. But yeah, Jason Kidd versus Stockton. But that's what I'm talking about, man. Because like now you're trying to figure out a way see, to like, frame it so that it, well, it benefits Jordan. It, well, I mean, prime, okay, yeah, okay. I can see that because but, technically a lot of these players started off with in Jordan's era where he was still dominant, still dominant, and with only three players on your team, only three main players on your team, two other besides you, another two that were uh, the big head hunters. Uh, okay, so you had in your era. That you went against that still that was in Jordan's era that you went against was an Allen Iverson. You went against. He went against a Jason Kidd. He went against Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. And that that was an and old Tracy McGrady. Jordan. And Tracy McGrady. Yeah. And the old Michael Jordan went against the young Kobe Bryant. Right. Exactly. So it just I, when you look at this list, it, it just shows me that. Well, Akeem, even Akeem. Yeah, one question on that list. Uh, look at that list, both lists. And I want you to answer me this question. He's gonna tell you the list again. Out of that list, who are those players did Jordan have in his team? Of the fifteen players, did Ooh. Jordan have in his team? What? That's true. So then who how many are players? those top fifteen players that Jordan have in his team? I mean, you didn't name off Scottie Pippen, so because <laughs> he wasn't in his competition. Yeah. Alright, so are those 15 players... So what about LeBron? I mean, he, the only one he did name off was players. Dwayne. Okay, so... Well, who, now... Dwight so Howard. Out of the 15 players. Now, yeah, what you had on your team, what you had on your team, you had... You had a Kobe... You had... Not a Kobe. You had, yeah, you had a Dwight... You had a Dwayne Wade on that team that you went against. And lost. See, here's the thing. You went against them and you lost. So you, you How did he lose against them? I think he had. You never lost against. Well, maybe not. Maybe right. No. So okay, we'll give you that one. So Dwight Howard, I think that Dwight Howard. Who Dwight Howard lose against? Uh, well, no, I mean Dwight lost in the in the, in the finals, finals against Kobe. Okay. But I mean, um, I mean, yeah, you can't really consider him now because like, dude, Dwight was on the, like, come on, he's it's like, at the, it's at the, he's end. trying to resurrect his career, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. But like, but I'm still saying like he still had a teammate. That's an place. issue. That's an arc. Well, let's let's say 
it doesn't play in the factor of James having that, like him winning and defining his winning based on these players. There, there's an argument with this is because you have those two players on your team, and that's 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 yeah. just where an, uh, another argument kind of plays into. But if then, you like, put, I, well, I had a question because you guys, you said, yeah. well, you got to think about it how. Because you were talking about defenses earlier. How difficult was it to actually get past defenses in the 90s? Horrible. And so you're saying that it's it was harder then than it is now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially but then, back then when they were elbowing you just to get into there. Right? Well, go ahead, but go then ahead. it's a lot harder now to defend an opposing offense than ever was in the 90s. Because now people are, have more, are much more versatile mm-hmm. and much more skilled. So And, and they're more athletic. Well, no, I, can, I can see that. They're a lot more athletic. They're a lot more skilled. But the issue is, is that no one is focusing on defense anymore, really. There's nobody focusing right. on that. And it's then hard. nobody in the 90s could score like people can now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, and, so. that's, and that's true. But well, the other, the other reason why it would be a testament to that would be because of the fact that you're going to get... I'm going to... Let's say... Let's put the, a defender player of this era. Patrick Beverly is technically a best. Is a... Petra Bear, hold on a minute. Did he walk away? That's what I wanted. So, my thing would be is you put Patrick Beverly, you pick him being the number one def- you pick him to be in the defender in this era. And I'm going to compare his defending skills against a Gary Payton. How about, no, how about this? Not Patrick Beverly, because he's actually, I would say, um, dude from Memphis. What was his name? Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Um, from Memphis, who was on the Memphis for a long time? He was defensive player of the year. Oh, that, the tall guy. No, he was a guard. Kemba Walker. Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Okay. Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. He was a dog, bro. He was a mm-hmm. motherfucking dog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather, and that's still LeBron area. So okay, I'd rather put. I think he was better, way, way better than. Than Patrick Beverly. I think Patrick Beverly is a little overrated. A little overrated? Yeah. Well, the reason why I would say I, I can see Tony Allen, and he, yeah, he's more, he was aggressor, and I think he was a really good aggressor, again, like, defender wise. But you, his defending skills against an actual, even at that, a John Stockton defending skills was when they're intact against a player, it's different. Back then, the mentality is I'm going to defend the ball, make sure you don't go nowhere. Nowadays, it's how can I shoot the ball better than you can? No one's defending anybody. You put a Steph Curry with the Westbrook. Is anybody defending in that? No. When they go against each other, they no. don't care. I want I'm, one person wants. I'm going to get the offense. The other person is, I'm going to give you a little pressure, but I'm going to let you shoot so I can hurry and get the ball and I can run back down the field and shoot again myself. So it's it's just that aspect of it where that the defense is out the picture because if if Steph Curry goes down down the hole. With Westbrook on the backside, Westbrook's going to get a foul because I'm going to make it look like I got the foul and I get the point. So that's why Westbrook, his idea is give him some pressure, give him some momentum, and let him go where it is and not worry about it. That's the only problem between both eras. And why people can't say is that that doesn't matter. It does matter in the essence of how you play the game at all, period. Well... Even if you swap players and you switch eras and you put Jordan in this era, could it be as dominant as he was back then? Let's say he scored 50 points again. I think it'll be a lot easier for Jordan 
a lot, he would last a lot longer for Jordan in this era. He was focused on getting his body right. That's because he was getting beat up 24-7. And LeBron going in that era, could you do you think he would last last pretty long? Do you think his his longevity in this era would last long in that one? He probably would. Yeah, I think so. Because he already takes care of his body. I think he'd probably be just as dominant. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna leave that. I, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> argue with that. I, argue with I mean, that's just your. I mean, that's my question. My your opinion on that. I think, in that perspective, it kind of just shows between both eras and where there's the issue is because you're dealing with these these players that the reason why they were so dominant is because they just took care. They just their defense was phenomenal compared to the players that face against now. Like if you put if you put a Gary if you put a Dominique Wilkins defense against. Uh, Trace McGrady's defense. Wilkins had a better defense than McGrady because Wilkins' idea was I'm going to worry about defending the ball. But who was a better scorer? At that, who would be the better scorer? The better shooter. Yeah, okay, yeah. Score, the better bro. scorer would be Tracy. Team okay, Mac. yeah, Come scorer. On. Yes. Yeah. Tracy had a better, Tracy was a better scorer. Yeah. Yes, I would give you that. Team was a dog, bro. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. That's true. So, that's true. So that goes that era. Let's see if we that one. Now, now we move on to the teammates as one issue. LeBron and Jordan, correct? So here's Jordan's mm-hmm, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight top players on Jordan's teams that may help him win six NBA championships. You had Pippen, who's a Hall of Famer. You had Dennis Rodman, who's a Hall of Famer. You have Horace Grant, who was only an all-star in 94. B.J. Armstrong, who was an all-star only in 94. Steve Kerr, have no all-star appearance whatsoever. Only the three-point shots. No off- no all-star appearance whatsoever. You had John Paxson, no, off- no all-star appearance or Hall of Fame status. Ron Harper, no Hall of Fame status or all-star status. Tony Kukoc. No appearance whatsoever. Not even a sixth man of the year at that era. And sixth man of the year was created in 82. So that award was given out at that time period. LeBron James' teammates. That's been with him in his 17, 17 years now? Yeah, yeah. 17 years? Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. 13 All-Stars. That's already in a lot compared to the other guys. 13 All-Star showings. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. Anthony Davis, now, seven-time All-Star player, is going to be a future Hall of Famer. We can all actually already say that. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Kawhi Irving is six-time All-Star. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Kawhi. I said Kawhi. My bad. Sorry, y'all got, got too many names. Y'all need to change your names. Uh, Kyrie Irving, six-time All-Star. Definitely a future Hall of Famer. Chris Brown is 11-time All-Star. And he's Chris a future. <laughs> Chris Bosh. So now, Kyrie Irving, six-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer. Chris Bosh, 11-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer. I don't, that's a question mark, in my opinion, though. But I, the reason why I'm going to say future Hall of Famer on that one is because of what he did for the Raptors alone. Okay? Kevin Love, five-time All-Star. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer just because of what he did with the Timberwolves. He didn't Ken- do anything with the Timberwolves. It's the Timberpups. 
<laughs> I don't even do that. That boy was off, a triple. He was a triple dub player before he went to LeBron. I guess he did not go to the playoffs or anything like that. But because of his stats alone, just for that particular team, it's kind they're of like, gonna like, award him same, in there. He's the same with AD. Like, like Braun made him made him a champion, bro. Both mm-hmm. of them, he made both of them a champion. But they were already all stars before they even joined the team. So I think there's, I think they gotta be some asterisks around their names. <laughs> I can see that. That's, a, that's that's debatable. I could agree with that. Ray Allen. Was a ten-time All Star. I know you can't put an asterisk on that name. That, that one you can't. He's a future Hall of Famer on that one. Igaskis, even Igaskis was was the center for LeBron. I think no, he was the center for the Heat. No, yeah, oh, for, for LeBron the Cavaliers. Even he was a two-time All Star player. J.R. Smith, who joined later on, he was the Sixth Man of the Year. Two thousand, he, he earned that in two thousand thirteen with the Knicks. Okay, not with LeBron. He earned that by himself. Kyle Korver, he was an all-star for Atlanta in 2015 without LeBron. Rajon Rondo, four-time all-star player, Boston with Boston Maver- Boston and Mavericks. He was also himself alone. This is his this is his awards. Three-time assist leader, steals leader in 2010, and you can definitely say he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Don't forget NBA champion. And NBA champion now. Two-time NBA <laughs> champion. No, yeah, thank Two-time. you. Two-time. Dwight Howard. Even before he joined Lakers, even before he joined Lakers, he's a player that has awards and now is on his team. Eight-time All-Star player, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time rebounding leader, two-time blocks leader, and definitely a future Hall of Fame. Even if he didn't win the championship. It was gonna, it would have been an argument. It would have been an argument him joining because I, I, I would argue I would argue that he he shouldn't or like it shouldn't be that that there but on his own you took your team to the finals on your own and when you were with the magic okay on your own you were a, a phenomenal player on your own like if you would have I mean, for team, what, like six years right on exactly i mean just for six years though on your own and you went up against a lebron you went up against a Dwayne wade on the heat you went up against those players on your division your own conference those was your stacks against. So that's why I can say maybe Dwight Howard could earn that Hall of Fame status. And that would be an argument down the road for him when it comes to the point being eligible. But because now he won a championship, now in stats, that's going to be involved in his whole picture alone. So that's already a foot in the door. Mo Williams. Like you stated when he was the Cavaliers. Come on, bro. Even Mo Williams on, was bro. an all-star. I'm sorry, but Come he on. was an all-star. All-star. Kyle, even Carlos Boozer during the year that he was he with. He played a Cavaliers. Still an all-star. Still not two-time at that. Two-time all-star. Dude, he's still play with, for a year, bro. Still play with LeBron. You got to put him on there. Like, Hashtag. Udonis Haslam was on the Heat. Yes, he did not have an appearance, but he won the title with Wade in 2006. So he was already involved in the championship team that was in 2006 when Dwayne Wade went by himself. No, nah, it was with Shaq. Oh, that Shaq too. It was okay, Shaq. Shaq was that was his last year of being a dominant Shaq. Yeah, okay, I'll give Shaq. you that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Now, Tristan. Here's a list. Now, from here on out, these guys are no no appearance, no All Stars, no Hall of Fame status. Tristan Thompson, even though he had, you, you could tell he was a player there. Kyle Kuzma, 
Richard Jefferson, Anderson Verichal, Shane Battier. Oh my God, bro! This fucking list is a reach, bro. Yeah. This list is a reach. Shane Battier and Mario Chalmers, Chris Anderson, and even that Lakers now. And this is crazy. Even now, Lakers are seeking a trade to get Chris Paul or even Derrick Rose. Bro. My issue. My oh, thing, you saw that one? My issue is, is what the heck? Like, what the heck? What the heck? Dude, that what list the is heck? terrible, bro. What the? This, that is, list this is, is the list, though. This are you is, serious? Anderson yes. Barrage. Anderson Barrage. They, they went out of their way to include that man. Yeah. That was trash. But. He was trash. I guess he wasn't a guy for here. The reason being, he was a good guy. It was the same same thing you could put Tony Kukoc in the in the picture. He wasn't. A, he wasn't even six man of the year. He Bro, wasn't. You can't an compare. I mean. He was a phenomenal in European stats. He took his team to. He was Olympic status in that an aspect. Anderson Verishai was the same thing. Not good here, but he was successful in the Euro League. He was already a championship in the Euro League before he jumped over ship and went to NBA. He was already a two-time, two-time whatever star, whatever it was, stats out that way. So he was bringing in that stats. It's the same thing as Tony Kukoc being the European phenomenon there, coming in and being that part. So he handled his business on his own where he was in his place, oh, came man. here and was helping out. So, oh man, it's rough, but rough. let's put <laughs> let's let's put it that way. Let's eliminate from Mo Williams down, right? Is that still not way more than what Jordan had? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I think he was playing against harder play- uh, harder teams, though. I mean, honestly. Harder teams? Yeah, I think he's playing against like, tougher teams. <laughs> harder team. Yeah. He created the harder team. <laughs> no, man, like. I mean, before him, okay, I would understand the Lakers did the first thing first. You know, the Lakers did it themselves with Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. I'll do that to them, but afterwards, then they Wade and Shaq, and then even and LeBron the and Shaq, di- and then the Spurs and the Spurs dynasty, and then who else? You mean the Spurs big three? Yeah, the dynasty, bro. The big three. Then we're talking about. Then we're talking about Dirk Nowitzki and those boys. Mm-hmm. Cold. Talking about the Celtics. We're talking about the Warriors. We're talking about OKC with KD and Ru- okay. We're talking about. Hold on. When did Dirk really go to the finals, though? Twice. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, went to the finals twice. He lost against, I think, he actually lost against the Heat. He lost yeah, against Wade. He lost against Wade. And then that he beat the Heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was true. He beat the Heat. Yeah. But we're talking about when he faced LeBron. Mm-hmm. Dirk and the boys only went once. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Think about it. Dirk and the boys once up against, once went once up against LeBron. Once. And so won once. Yeah. So... This is well, this is why I can say in comparison of errors, and this is the thing with the whole earning a bread and butter between the draft picks within your own team or what was was. Spurs did not pick up players from other teams. They had their own players they've drafted, and and they were still good. I mean, the point is that they were good as fuck. Exactly that they were great. And you That's can and you can say and you can compare that team to a Detroit Pistons. They're three. And they're against them three going against each other like that. It's Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Demers, Isaiah Thomas, and was uh, 
even I wouldn't say Rodman was at that point, but what's the white guy's name? I'm sorry. On on Detroit Pistons. I forgot his name. Was so good. He, oh. Oh I forgot his name. But he was from Chicago too as well. But even at that guy. So it was, them three was really the big three. Dennis Rodman helped. That was eventually. But it was them three at that. And that's what I mean. Like it's I can't say they faced a tougher role. Or even if he did, it's hard. It's hard. Because even if you did, dude, even if you played the tougher road and you're the it guy, you should be even showing out, shining out. You were not. Jordan, I'm sorry. Even Jordan, let's say he did not even have a team at that era. You still showed out. You still shine out against the players who you needed to go against. But what do you mean? Like, he, even if he did lose against a Boston Celtics, in, in his first playoff run, right? He faced, at that point, the greatest player of all time. Am I right? It, Larry Bird, at that point, was the greatest player. You went 50 points, or even more. I think it was a little more than at that. At some point, I think you made like 55 points. Alone on yourself. You didn't even care about your team. You went alone and took care of business yeah, for yourself. Had a whole bunch of bums in his team against the Celtics. And went against them, by yourself. When LeBron James went against... I, it's just... I'm not, see, I can't even remember... Who like LeBron going against a great like a Kobe Bryant? Did he outshine Kobe Bryant? No, I don't think so. Kobe I think Kobe outshined him. Down. When they played what? each other, Kobe kept shutting him down every time in defense and in offense. No, he didn't, bro. Yeah, if you want me to LeBron pinpoint the game, yeah, Bryant hasn't been shut down, bro. Like I think there's only been a few games, but. Nah, bro. <laughs> Jay Barrera. <laughs> Jay Barrera. No, it just, it, I guess, it just kind of shows that, yes, you can say Jordan didn't win, win nothing without Pippen. And I can, I can even say it that too. Jordan could not win anything really without Pippen. But Pippen wasn't Pippen if Jordan didn't teach Pippen what to do. Even when Pippen was drafted with the Bulls, and those years that he first played with Jordan, Pippen wasn't the player. Pippen wasn't the Pippen that was playing with his Jordan. His overall in those years was very low. Huh? His overall in those years was very low. His overall stats. Wasn't even at a par to a Jordan. If it wasn't Jordan pushing him in the direction where he needed to be at, Pippen would not be at where he would be at. He would not be in a Hall of Famer. He would not be a top 50 player. Yes, he is. And yes, he should be a Hall of Famer. And of course he is too. But I don't think he would have done that without Jordan. So I think that's more testament to Jordan creating a Pippen and saying, that's my num- that's my Robin. I'm going to go over there. So then what you're saying is you're, he's getting credit because he was the best player on the team at the time, mm-hmm. right? But then every time LeBron's ever jo- joined up with other players, he's always been the best player on the team. Over Terry Irvin. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. 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 Over D-Wade. He was the best player. Over AD. He was the best player. Yeah, but the issue, the, the issue with LeBron is, is that the fact that you're jumping from place to place. It's you oh. moving. It's you knowing that this team is not going to be successful. And you, and th- I mean, I could say this is a smart business move on LeBron's stats. is because you knew, you knew the Heat were not going to do anything else no more. You're, after that whole last year that you went to the championship, for the three-peat, you couldn't do it. But that three-peat year was already an issue year with you and the front office, about the people that you had, your crowd that's coming with you, your the players that you want to get that they don't want to get for you or anything like that, or they can't they don't want to make the moves that they should. That was already showing out to be the year where Pip where LeBron was setting up for him to get out out, out of town. So it's just 
it's just alone of you leaving those locations and knowing when that and not having your mindset on what's ahead of you on the team itself and winning the championship. My opinion is why you moved and went somewhere else. You the smart business move you move when you went to, back to Cavaliers because you waited till Kyrie signed that contract to extend his year in Cleveland. If Kyrie didn't sign there, I don't think I don't think LeBron would have left but and went. There. I don't think Kyrie would have signed if he didn't know LeBron was coming. He wouldn't have known LeBron was coming. He knew. Yeah, I'm on the phone, bro. Huh? No, no, no. Yeah. They weren't even close like that at that time frame. Look, Kyrie, I don't think Kyrie was already setting up to where I don't think he wanted to play with anybody else. He wanted to set it up where I'm going to be the guy on my team. I'm the number one focus. I'm showing off for Cleveland, so I want the shining on my light. As soon as LeBron shows his face there, it was a whole different spectrum between them two. That's why Kyrie left. He did not have, if it was his choice, he wouldn't have chosen to play with LeBron. He would have chosen to play by himself and had somebody else with him to be a number two guy so he can be the shining, shining light. Look at, um, look at the way he looked at LeBron when LeBron got the MVP trophy that year. Kyrie was not happy there was that. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was really pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, dude, he was pissed because he was like, you may have upped your game a little, but who was the one not getting double digits and started getting double digits that got you to where you're at? Mm-hmm. Who was the one that started getting more assists during that time? Who was the one that started doing more more defense against, the, against Steph that you mm-hmm. really couldn't? Oh, yeah, but you forgot about me, but they just focus on you mm-hmm. because you blocked the good dogs that shot. So it just and, and and that kind of plays in the, it plays in the focus of yeah it was like it's too dangerous for them to climb up there. Le- LeBron going LeBron having that stats on him so that's why I, I guess that's why the whole goat status I'm sorry it has to stick with Jordan just because of what he had he technically really, he didn't have anybody he only had two te- he only had Pippen he, he only had and Pippen Rodman. and Rodman. And Rodman wasn't even until the second three piece. Actually, hold on, wait. You know what? Just even better. Somebody give me a ten minute clip of Robin, of Dennis Robin making 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 baskets. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you guys can't. Okay, cool. It's a, I mean, you had a guy who was only focused on two things on the team: get the rebounds, block the shot, play defense. Two things focus. That's all I want from you: is to play, okay. block, get me some rebounds, play defense. Yeah. And that was the greatest point. That was the greatest point of the thing. Well, you have an issue why LeBron is and why there's so many arguments against him is because of what you've done on the business standpoint of it for people to argue against you. You reached out and grabbed players to help you win more so than you creating players of your own, more than you more than you saying, look, guys, if you want to join me, that's on you guys, but otherwise I'm going to win on this on my own and I'm going to go head-head first. He, he, it, it's, it's the friendliness in LeBron – but it's also that goat status is not that killer. That killer momentum in there is not him. Even Mayweather said himself, which is one crazy thing is, if he had to pick two, if he had to pick between a LeBron and a Jordan to to win and to be on your team, even Mayweather's going Jordan, which is weird. But it's LeBron's game. I'm, he's a big. It's a comparison to him and my uh, M, uh, Magic Johnson. I feel like Magic Johnson and LeBron could be the same players. LeBron's just more of a better upgrade than Magic Johnson. I can see that. In the comparison between Kobe Bryant and Jordan, Jordan's the better upgrade than Kobe Bryant. So it's it's that some similarity there. I just cannot put 
LeBron and the GOAT status. Well, you had you, you had to shine out on your stats in order to keep you in the conversation. Not just that. The only reason why you can't do it is because nowadays, um, for the past few years, mm-hmm. when you talk about Allen Iverson, who do you try to compare him to? Right. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. When you talk about Kobe Bryant, who do you try to compare him to? Mm-hmm. When they talk mm-hmm. LeBron James, who do they try to compare him to? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it, it's all in that aspect of it, but. It, it's going to keep going on and on because and there'll be other players. There'll be other LeBron. players, and that's going to compare the two. But as far as you know, LeBron being the king of what he is in his era, I can say yes, he's the king in the stats. He's the king at being the best player. But all in all, I still think he's a goat. Uh, <laughs> no, he's a goat, bro. Like this is no question about it. I feel, and that's going to be your opinion. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I was going to say a fan will be a fan. Yeah, exactly. Like, like me, I like Bret the Hitman Hart as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. SG three likes HBK. Uh huh. We're not gonna. I can't argue with SG three saying, "Well, Bret Hart's had good technical matches." <laughs> when in reality, HBK has put on a hell of a performance at WrestleMania every time he goes up there. Something that Bret Hart has never done, buddy. All right. Okay. Bret Hart against uh, Owen Hart. WrestleMania 10, opening match. Case closed. <laughs> so it's. But going back to the MJ versus LeBron stuff. But yes, I can say that. And that's and that's good. As far as LeBron's character and player and where they question and they kind of put that in the figure of the GOAT status, I can't put that in there because, yes, LeBron has been a better outside person than Jordan has, for sure. Jordan has had – Jordan was more morally gambling, smoking cigars, doing the partiness and stuff like that. LeBron, what I love about him as a person is the fact that you went out your way and been – Involved in the government issues and involved in community issues, and I feel hands down you've been phenomenal on that. And I give you that. I give you props on that. You've been a phenomenal person on that. But when it comes to gameplay, and if it had to go down to pick two players, I'm always going to pick Jordan over LeBron, just because I'm going to count on him more of just being the killer guy that he is. I don't pick Bret Hart over Shawn Michaels. So yes, so good conversation, you guys. Great conversation. Honestly. Yes, great conversation on LeBron Jordan stats. I think. I think it's going to be keep going for years to come. Now, do you think yeah. he's going to win another one? Yeah. Probably. You think he's going to win another one? Probably. I mean, because the Clippers aren't looking too good right now. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I want the Nets to actually ball, though. I actually look forward to see how Who's they look. Who's in the Nets? With KD Amari, and Kyrie. With Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Stoudemire. That's right. That's with right. Stoudemire. 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 Out to the coaching staff. Oh, he just hopped on? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Nets. Oh, you best, so you best believe. Okay. If, look, if Kyrie can get the soccer-style passes yeah. and, Ky- and KD can be open for that three, yeah. that's going to be one nasty team, bro. That's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be, be good. Nasty. And they got, don't forget, they got they got dogs on that team, bro. Yeah. They got, what's his name? Uh, They already got a scorer on there. What's his name? What's his name? Who? Uh, he's on the Nets. He's young. No, no. Yeah, no. He's a dog. He's uh. Well, I know they got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got um. Oh, players. You got uh, KD. You got Kyrie Irving. Chris. Even you even got Karis LeVert. Yeah, yeah, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. Okay. Shawn Michaels. He's gonna be great. On Raw. Okay. He's gonna be good. They even got Jamal Crawford, DeAndre Jordan on there. Oh. Yeah. Beasley sign on there. Oh. Okay. The sad part is, yeah, wow, put a good match against Undertaker. It's gonna be a fun team to watch. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets, I guess, will be the shining team. So that's a good shining team next season to be looking out for. Okay, anybody else? Now, it's gonna start NBA season. It's gonna start in December again. So the next season for NBA is gonna start December. 
Oh shit. Yeah. If not if not January, I think it is. Let's see. December, they're, they're trying to aim it for December. Okay. NBA season to come back again in December. So we got a couple months to go. I, yeah, a couple months to go if anybody starts again. I I don't I don't I don't think I don't think now I think that he can. Now, I think he can now that season's up I mean I mean if he's gonna he's gonna reach it of course he's gonna reach the finals I know he's gonna reach it but <laughs> win it <laughs> I don't know That's what his, his stats on that it isn't very high in the winning percentage so I can say I don't think so. Who's staying in his team? Is he gonna have the same team? Yo, even probably AD may actually sign back on the Lakers, even though they're probably speculating that he was gonna leave and go to Chicago. No, I think he was ready for Chicago. He wants to sign and go with the Lakers. But at the end of the day, though, like I said a couple episodes back, I'm gonna say it again: Splash Brothers are coming back. Mm -hmm. Kyrie and KD are coming back. Mm -hmm. You have um, along with them. So yeah, you guys. Uh, that was one half of the show. Uh, we appreciate Los for joining us. Uh, he had to dip out. Uh, we truly appreciate the show going on right now. Yes, it was a long show, but that's just a testament to what we talk about pertaining to our stuff. You know what I mean? We when we get into a conversation, we get into it pretty big. So mm-hmm. I like to thank you guys for uh, listening out. Uh, remember to reach out for us on Instagram, on Rejects Life, uh, Facebook, Spotify for sure, and the Reject Rundown. Thank you for joining. That's me, Tony the Kid. Director RJ finishes off. All right, Rejax. Normally, SG3 will say, Thank you, everybody. I'm SG3. Mm-hmm. So, I dive into the forum. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been part of our listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another big show coming up soon. Very another soon. one of our uh, special guests coming up for mm-hmm. a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a two part on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone who's listening to us. Thank you. Uh, Paris Cosplay for being a guest on our last show. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, and since he doesn't want to introduce me, I'm going to introduce yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, exactly. it's me. It's me. It's SG3 once again because I keep... See, because I'm wearing blue today, I must be forgotten. <laughs> some way, some say somehow, but I'm wearing a bear's hoodie, but still, you know, it's all okay. Jeez. Because you're wearing bears, I'm sorry. Oh, bears. bears. No, you know, he sounds bears. like... He sounds like Chris Berman when he says Raiders. Hair Raiders! <laughs> well guys I want to say thank you once again for listening to us thank you for taking the time to listen to us this was a really long show but we appreciate you guys tuning in and basically listening to us when we get to passion we we really talk man we we have a lot to say thank you to everyone listening to us thank you for taking the time hit the like hit the subscribe Thank you um, also to Ms. Josephine to Lowe's to Mono we Mm -hmm. appreciate you all um, and you know what though because he likes to be the microphone hog at the end of the night I'm going to let producer RJ director RJ the list for RJ the messer up for RJ take it off one more time buddy <laughs> alright and tell you Katie forgot to say Instagram our Instagram is actually called the reject rundown yes okay In- Instagram Instagram and Instagram yes not right. Instagram he said Instagram right, right. Instagram. I like to Got instigate it. stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody uh, that's a wrap <laughs>